on this episode of the Buzzkill Podcast. I went to the Chicago Library, and the librarian was very rude. I told him I wanted a card, and he said, Well, you gotta prove that you're from Chicago. (laughs) Yep, yep. So I stabbed him. (laughs) You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. It is episode 305. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we discover that James's safe word is just his name said three times. Coincidentally, we also discover why his wife is always so disappointed in him. In. Rude. <laughs> nice fucking podcast! Do you think anyone will get it? No. <laughs> My mic's still eating pretzels. Sorry. <laughs> oh, what's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And... <laughs> Pretzel Jim over there. <laughs> I'm Pretzel Jim. That would be. Let's just start calling me Pretzel Jim. Done. Done. And then people. Can we be, have a new reason every time we call you though? Yeah. <laughs> it's always, but it's always so boring. <laughs> James got pretzels at the mall today. Yeah, there was this one time where he bought a bag of pretzels at the <laughs> at the gas station, and it was wild. Dude, let me tell you about how good. Oh, Pretzel Jim over here. <laughs> You had fucking dots. Hey guys, get a load of Pretzel Jim, right? So he's got pretzels, man. He's like, he's like fucking uh, Napoleon Dynamite with his tots. He's got pretzels in all of his cargo pockets because James is the kind of guy that wears cargo pants still. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> Actually, you do. I don't. I yes, do you not. do. I do not. All right. I have worn cargo pants but instead be- of a sweet pair of white camo pants. But okay? between the two of us, I guarantee you were the last one to wear car- oh, cargo well, that's pants. A, that's a given. Or cargo shorts. That's a given. I'm pretty sure you still have a pair of cargo shorts. Wait, no, that no, no. Wear. No, my cargo. I used to wear those cargo shorts as a swimsuit. Because, <sighs> because no, no. I used to wear them only on our champ out when we were doing canoeing because it was a lot more comfortable to just wear a pair of shorts that I could jump in the water in as opposed to uh, a traditional uh, swimsuit and they went down to like <laughs> they went so down bad. to like mid calf uh, it was top of the calves no nah, dude it was below the knee top of the calves but god, still it was god forbid awful. you just buy a pair of swim trunks well, dude. I, mean, I, I own them now thank you very much it's been a few years and those ones only go to like like uh like top of the calf they go to actually just below the tip of the dick they're they're real short now. <laughs> I was gonna say. So there's three inch inseam. Wow. <laughs> You're a real dick, you know. That? What's up, bud? Nothing, James. How, How you are doing? you? Good. I'm very good. How are you? I'm okay. Cool, man. What have you been up to? I've been chilling. Just chilling. Just chilling. Straight chilling in theaters, baby. My whole life this last week has been shows. I've had nothing going on, so tell me about it. <laughs> uh, well, I went to go see, which uh, prompted this episode, so we'll talk about this later, so I'm not going to get in depth with it now, but on Sunday, I went to go see Beetlejuice, the musical, yeah, the Mike, musical, Mike the musical. Mike didn't pick a self-serving episode this week at all. I just thought it would be fun. Mm, it's right. a classic movie. Okay. I got shit to talk about. Yeah, sure. Sure. I gotta make it sound so bad. Oh yeah, yeah. Says the says the guy that had an entire birthday episode wrapped around some shit he did. Did I? Cool. It was my birthday. Oh. <laughs> we did an entire show. Oh, I thought you were. T- 
Oh, you're so dumb. Oh, so you are the worst. You're the literal worst. We did a whole show. You're so dumb. A whole self-serving show based on your birthday, and now we're doing a self-serving show based on your week that you had. Actually, actually, the Beetlejuice tickets were for my birthday, so technically it goes hand in hand. Oh, my God. Were they really? Yeah, they were. Oh, cool. Yeah, I had to well, wait. how was the show? Oh, the show was amazing. Was it? The show was absolutely amazing. If um, if the the musical is coming to your town, absolutely spring the money to go see it. It's it's one thousand percent worth it. Um, we will get into that later, though. It's kind of a goes hand in hand, like I said, with the movie tonight. Multiplicity. <laughs> the the classic Michael Keaton jam. Nice fucking, nice fucking, nice fucking, nice <laughs> fucking. Um, I also saw, and this is the the big biggest deal of all. On Wednesday, I think your dogs are possessed. What are my dogs barking at, dude? There's ghosts up there or something. Or your child's downstairs. Oh, I might have left the... Uh, Screen the, door if, open. If Did the, a possum run in? No, if the curtains are open and they can see in the backyard, they'll just bark at whatever the fuck. <laughs> if, it's, if there's something moving back there. And I do have a... Uh, you mean like the aliens that I saw around your house that one time? Well, we have a possum that comes through sometimes. Oh. And we have a rat that comes through sometimes. Oh. And he's a big bastard. And I shoot I'm, him. Well, I've de- I've debated pew, pew. whether or not I should, because I don't know. If, I don't know if a I don't know if a trap will take care of him. To be honest with you, he's the oh. size of bird. Oh yeah. Not a bird. <laughs> bird. My dog. You just get a big old rat trap. It'll take care of him. Will it? Oh yeah. No, I've taken out plenty of bastards in my old house. <laughs> dude, every morning. Plenty of bastards. Every morning, dude. I used to have uh, three traps that I would set every single day. Every morning that I would go out and. I probably had 15 pounds worth of rats in my garbage can. Or it's I could disgusting. Just, or I could just, <laughs> I could just slam a fifth of moonshine and puke in the backyard, and that'll take care of it. <laughs> that's, that's the organic way. <laughs> uh, in case, in case you're new to the show, one time Mike drank too much moonshine and then puked in his backyard, and then a rat ate the puke and died <laughs> on the spot. Like it died in the pile of puke. Like that's the best part about it. <laughs> Oh, oh it's one of it's one of life's greatest moments. Good times. Um, anyway, though, on Wednesday, I also went and saw Weird Al. Jealous. Yeah, dude. How was it? Uh, so this was a different type of tour. This was not his. This was not a tour where he goes and plays like all the hits and everything else. Okay. This is called like the stripped down self indulgent vanity tour or something like that. Yeah. Where basically it's just them on a stage. There's a rug. All the there's like like all the light posts are on stage with him, so it looks like like a studio setting almost. Yeah, and he he just played B sides. What it was all the the, the original Weird Al songs, <laughs> which I was disappointed they did not play the song I wanted them to play. Which one? Frank's two thousand inch TV. Oh yeah, Frank's two thousand inch TV. Frank's two thousand inch TV. Everybody, yeah, they didn't, um, they did not play that unfortunately, but. It was an amazing show. This is, it, it's it's weird to think of him doing like a an intimate show like that because it's fucking weird, Al. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but it was like it was still comedy. Don't get me wrong, like it was still sitting, comedy. Like but. sitting around, like really in your feels, like just like playing playing the playing the deep cuts. Yeah, that just pretty seems, much. That it seems it, weird to it me. It does seem well. It's weird. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was really good, though. We we both really want to go back and see him on a normal tour now before he gets any older while he can still do all that, you know? Yeah. Um, but the, the show was, was, was amazing. The highlight of the show, though, was not even Weird Al. The highlight of the show was 
the comedy act that played before he came on. Yeah. Him and his band. Oh, Emo Phillips is yeah. opening for him, wasn't Emo, he? I've never heard of Emo Phillips before. Oh, really? Fucking hysterical. Dude, you gotta watch. You gotta, I mean, like, his his stuff now that he's old is... He's always been a clean comedian, hasn't he? No. You sure? Yeah. Because he is now. Oh, well, I mean, no. don't get me wrong. It's edgy, right? But it's, <clears throat> but it's also still clean. I'm trying to think of he like... Like, his themes are really heavy. But he's clean in the, in the mm. sense that there's no, there's nothing raunchy. There's no cursing. There's no, no there's whatever. like, he definitely, I'm th- like, I used to watch his HBO special all the time with my cousin because his, his dad had it uh, like taped on VHS. Okay. And I'm pretty sure. Had to get rid of the porn somehow. Huh? I can't remember if he swore <laughs> in it, but he definitely talked about sex and stuff like well, that. Well, sure. But like, it's, but it's not done in a raunchy way. Like he'll talk about it, but it's not, it's still relatively family friendly. Okay. That's, okay, I guess yeah, that's what okay. I, mean. I get what you're saying. Like I said, some of his themes were like, were like holy fuck, we had a lot of like really like sort of racy Jew jokes. <laughs> like, <Does> it, <laughs> it's, like, like the kind where it's like, I'm laughing at this. I don't know if I should be laughing at this. Well, I think he's Jewish, isn't he? Is I, he Jewish? Maybe. I don't I have no idea. I mean, because then, because then, it, you know, it's okay. He, well, he can he do can, it. Sure. He can tell the jokes sure. if he is. Um, does he still, does he still talk in like that weird falsetto voice? Oh, that's his voice, I think. I don't know. Is, I, is that his real voice? I don't know. He's 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 seventy six years old. Oh wow! Right now on tour with no, Weird Al. Six, sixty seven. I thought you said he was sixty seven. Seventy six. Oh wow! Yeah, seventy. Wait, you in Snapchat? You 60, said sixty seven. Okay, fine. Nearly. He's almost seventy years old, though. Okay. He's an he's he's an old guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. No. If uh, you should have have you since you saw him, have you looked up any of his old stuff? Um, a couple of little things. Yeah. Uh, like he played on the Ed was it Ed Sullivan show or something? Not Ed Sullivan. Uh, 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 Letterman. It was like early Co- Letterman. Uh, Cochran or not Co- Cochran. Cochran. What's Cochran. The, what's the What's uh not Carson? <laughs> not Cochran. Carson. Uh, might have been Carson. Might have been Carson. Um, is it the is it the one where he's got the trombone case? I don't know. It's from like nineteen seventy something though. Like, oh, he I is, don't know. He's I mean, been around. I, Dude's been sure he, around. Yeah, he's uh he's hilarious, dude. Um, um I'm looking him up right now. How, how yeah. old is he? He is sixty seven. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Look up his uh look up his H- HBO special from I don't know if like. 85 and it was letterman it was letterman that i saw him on so really really early letterman um yeah yeah, look up that look up that special if you can find it though it's it's pretty it's pretty good yeah but he's fucking hysterical (sighs) yeah like he's he's unconventionally funny yeah he's got a he's got a a, like his way of thinking because like the joke starts off where you're like okay this is going in this direction and then he just hits you with something completely he's got an old joke it's like one of his famous jokes that he would use in in quite a few of his stand like comedians kind of have their hits that they do you know where they use the the same joke in in every um special that they do sure and one of them that i remember and he used it in that hbo special that uh we used to watch all the time me and my cousin tj and it was he would change it for the city he went to i think but he would say, "Oh, I went to the I went to the library today, and I I I love libraries." And I walked in. And this one, he's in Chicago. He's like, "I went to the Chicago library, and the the <clears throat> librarian was very rude. I told him I wanted a card, and he said, "Well, you gotta prove that you're from Chicago." <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So I stabbed him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
That's exactly how he yeah. is. Did he did, did he do that joke? Not that joke, oh. no. But he had he had others that were similar though, and it's just, it's just really funny. Like mm-hmm. he's, I would seek him out and go see him again. Oh, hands dude. down. Yeah. Does hands he still down. have a weird haircut? Oh yeah. He always, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He always had like that really shitty like like a long bowl cut. The tiny woman from The Incredibles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Uh, and he wore a, a golden black, like, Evil Knievel type costume oh, on stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Long, it was funny. It how was long funny. was his set? Oh, well, half hour. Oh, probably cool. Half hour, 45 minutes, probably. Right on. But no, no, it was absolutely hysterical. So if he's coming to your... No, wait, he's not, because we had the very last U.S. date of the, like, two-year-long tour. They did like really? four hundred some shows. They said we were the very last. Oh, shit, dude. We were the very last U.S. tour, so it was broken up pre-pandemic and then oh, post. Right on. I think, so or, or at least our date was postponed for something. So but. did Weird Al actually? Did he play any of the hits or like? Um, he some he played um, he played a medley at the very end of like Amish Paradise and a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. He did the most insane fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. Um, so it, so the whole, he, he said, he talks about how the tour was conceptualized cause he wanted to actually focus on this band that has been with him since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. He's had the same guys yeah. in his band, his entire career. And he wanted to focus on them, right? Like a stripped down versions where it's not on him. It's on the musicians. Right. So you had the drummer in the background, uh, the keyboard player in the back and then the guitar player, you had Al in the middle, then the bass player. And the guitar player and the bass player were kind of in on all the stage antics. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the show, they all put their their instruments down, and in the middle of a song that's already like twelve minutes long, they start doing this crazy like like all this like just like mouth instrument stuff, and it goes on for like fucking fifteen minutes, <laughs> like it like ten to fifteen minutes had to have been really. It was so long, and it was so choreographed and so perfect, and all three of them were in unison, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like crazy. I'm looking at Kristen, I was like. What is happening right now? Like it's nonsense. It's all just like mouth noise nonsense. Yeah, but it's precise and mm-hmm. it's it's I don't know. It's it's whatever. It's That's crazy. Cool. Did she like the show? She loved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah she cool. did. She she really enjoyed it too. Cool. Um, you know the song Albuquerque? Yeah. So so, I so they played yes, so they played the Albuquerque. Albuquerque. They played Albuquerque. Me and Greg did a rendition of Albuquerque for my parents in their <laughs> camper one day. A full fifteen minute long rendition of it so you know the part with two bass guitars it so was you know awesome. the part that is like three quarters of the way through where he's like ah well what was i saying i i forgot my point of the story and then it goes back to the whole i hate sauerkraut thing I so hate sauerkraut. at that point he takes it further well first off the donut scene in the song goes <laughs> on forever because he names every donut he could possibly think of we don't got any bear claws. Yeah, it, that went on obnoxiously long. <laughs> and then he gets to the part where this is probably not fun for anybody who yeah, cares. He gets, uh, he gets to the part where he's uh, he's like, "Oh, what was I talking about?" He goes, "Guys, I'm sorry, we got to start over." They play on, then they start the song over, and they just keep going with it. I'm like, I look at Chris, I'm like, are they really fucking doing this right now? They're gonna play ten minutes of this song over again. They started the whole thing. The over. whole thing over. They went through at least five minutes of it. Wow. Until they got to the sauerkraut part, and then he and then, yeah, he stopped. But I was like, oh my god, that, they turned a twelve-minute-long song into nearly twenty minutes. It was ridiculous. <laughs> How long was the set total? A couple hours? Yeah, a couple hours. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah if not more. That's but, cool. Yeah, it was it was Sounds awesome. Like like, I can't recommend it enough. So. <laughs> Next time he's in, the, in your town, go see him. But uh, yeah, 
All right. <laughs> that like was I, my week. Like I said, I've had nothing. I've had nothing that exciting going on. So uh, let's get into some corrections from last week. Cool. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James. Since you didn't have anything to talk about in the last segment, you want to start this one? Oh, sure. Why not? Uh, Fred Penner. We were talking about his show and how old he must have been when he started yeah. his show. He was actually 38. Yeah, well, he was in his 40s I through most of the show, I from what I saw. He was 38 when he first got the show. Well, so did you did you look up the stats for the show on Nickelodeon or the original? Well, I know that he started in Canada. So he the the show originally aired on CBC. Yeah. And it aired from 1985 to 1997, which means they got 12 seasons of it. Sure. And we only got uh 1989 and 1992, so we yeah. only got four seasons here in America. So there is Eight seasons of Fred Penner goodness just floating around. Out I got even even at his youngest though at thirty eight or whatever it was. Yeah, goddamn that guy looks like a creep. Does he? Like holy <laughs> shit! Like the big old beard, the whole deal, creeper. That was it. Was the eighties? That's what it. Like think about yeah uh, yeah eighties is where the creeps live, James. Really, I the think, free free candy vans and all that. That was the eighties. Yeah, I think there's more creeps now. The creeps I mean, are, maybe. Actually, he's a. But now, well, the creeps look like emo kids. I'm looking at a, a. I'm looking at a picture of him now, and he just looks like a cool old like. Hip, oh yeah, now hip, like a hipster grandpa. Sure. He's got the denim jacket and like he's he's actually sort of pulling off like a like a pork pie hat here. Like he he looks cool now because he knows he got away with knowing where all the kids are buried. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got so many bodies. It's because um, nobody wanted to crawl through that disgusting log to find the bodies. <laughs> Uh, I will take over here. Uh, William Sadler was not in The Rock. I was thinking of David Morse. Uh, oh, right on. That's okay. what I was thinking of. Um, here, just here's an interesting fact because we already cleared up that David Desmalkian is named David David Desmalkian. But according to Fair Forebears.io, Desmalkian is the one million two hundred Forebears what Forebears.io. Oh, okay. You sound like you were just having a stroke. Not four. You're just like not, four bears. Dale. Not four <laughs> bears, but like you know, like the four bearers. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Gotcha. Okay. But this is four bears. Io. Not the water park. Desmalkian <laughs> is the one million two hundred fifty-two thousand nine hundred fifty-ninth most common name in the world, surname in the world, and there's only one hundred eighty-four people in the entire world who have that last name. Isn't that wow. crazy? That is nuts. And one of them ended up a famous actor. Where Heckman Like, is. what are the fucking odds, right? Where's Heckman on that uh, on that list? Uh, well, why don't you take another correction, and I will find out. Ooh, all right, please do. Um, I was wrong about Stephen King, even though uh, he is a stream of consciousness writer, as we talked about last week. Um, like, he actually talks about how writing to him is like self hypnosis when mm-hmm. you get when you get into your into your zone, basically. Uh, however, he does say that there is a message somewhere in all of his books if you look hard enough, which to me doesn't make what I said untrue either. You know, I think there's there's definitely a message in his stories. Yeah. But then, the, but then the bulk of the story though is crafted around just a fun story. Doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's just he gets shit in his head and he writes it. Right. You know, not everything is there's 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 a hint of a story or a hint of a, a message there, but they're just stories. Um. Also, when it comes to King, uh, I was wrong. He does he does use an editor, mm-hmm. even though there are examples of him editing himself. He does typically use an editor. So. Chuck Chuck Verrill. 
Um, Who is well, his? he's had he's had quite a few. Well, Chuck Farrell's been his longtime editor. Okay, says, so gotcha. Okay. Um, and on the fly here, Heckman is the thirty-eight thousand six hundred thirty-first most common surname in the world, with how, with approximately thirteen thousand six hundred fifteen people who bear the surname. Thirteen thousand. And the most huh. pre- the most prevalent the most prevalent area of the world that has. Well, let me who, guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Is it, is it, is it, is it, is it? Oh, it's not the Czech Republic. No, no. Well, I'm talking about in the United States. What? Oh, like a state? No. Yeah. Oh, it's you have just, this it, world? No, it's just like the country, which is the Germany. United it's States. It's got to be Germany then. No, United States. Oh, really? Oh. Uh, well, hold most prevalent in the United States, highest density in the United States Virgin Islands. That's interesting. No shitting. Yeah. A bunch of virgins, exactly. And, and it is the guttural, the guttural form of hatchman hatchman that's even cooler yeah i should bring that back you should bring that back all right from the from now on it's mike hatchman all right do you have another gotta hatch them all <laughs> um vinegar, vinegar i'm gonna look syndrome. up baird now so go ahead and take vinegar, another one vinegar syndrome publishing is not doing their entire catalog just they can do it with their entire catalog. Oh, I see. So like, they're not putting out. They everything. have the option. They have the option when to. they yeah. want. Like to. whatever, whatever they own, whatever, they, whatever they have the rights to, they're able to do. So I said that a little wrong last week. And on the fly, Baird is the seven thousand eleventh most common well, that's surname. Way in the world. more common than mine. Approximately eighty thousand nine hundred seven people bear this surname, with the most prevalent being in the United States and the highest density being in Scotland. Ooh. Are you Scottish? Yeah, very no. Scottish dog. I'm that. Scottish, Irish, German, and Polish. Scottish and Irish. Ooh. Yeah. There's a warring faction yep. in your family. Yeah, there's 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 tension. It's like Romeo and Juliet. There's tension. <laughs> That's why your mom hates your dad so much. This name appears to be territorial in origin. That's Ooh. why I'm so territorial, obviously. The family Debard or Debard with an E held considerable land in Lanarkshire from the family of Debigris. Henry DeBard witnessed the gift of Thomas de Hava to the house of Sol... Who gives a fuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> All I do know is that my family crest bears bears a boar on it. And That's it's so cool. And it's because one of my ancestors, according to legend, uh, there was a, a wild boar who was charging after a king. And one of my ancestors shot the wild boar with an arrow right before it got Ooh. to the king, and it fell dead at the king's feet, Ooh. which is pretty badass. Like, it's all I'll, kind of. I'll take credit for that because I've never done anything cool like that in my life. So, like, I'll just I'll kind of live vicariously through no. my ancestors. No, James, this is that's perfect for you. Why? Because you are, in fact, a wild boar. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> So it's better than mine. I have a stag on mine. It's just a deer. That's pretty cool. Nah, but it's, it's called a lame. stag. Yeah, it's lame. It's cooler when it's called a stag. I mean single. Virgin Islands, a stag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. The stag from the Virgin Islands. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a deer, though. Nothing even fancy behind it. It's just like a there's gotta blank. Be, there's got to be something behind nope, it. Nope, it's like a blank background. Oh, no, I just, just mean like the, but like the... the the reason there's got to be a reason that there's a stag. Yeah, but I don't know. One of my relatives probably fucked Bambi or something. I don't know. It. it I don't know. We're we're fucking German, okay? We're, we're deer fuckers. The Heckmans are known deer fuckers. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, James. Uh, that's the corrections. What are we doing this week? Well, this week 
we got a good one for you. Yeah. Like I told you, we're doing Multiplicity, the uh, <laughs> the, the, the Michael Keaton Dude, vehicle. don't fucking jock Multiplicity. It's a great movie. Oh, I love that movie. It's a fucking great movie. <laughs> um, no, we're doing Beetlejuice this week, which I can't believe we've never done it's classic. Beetlejuice. But, classic. I think um, we've never done it because it's such, it's such low-hanging fruit. Right. You know? Yeah. But we have a reason to talk about it. And I actually came with the goods tonight, James. Okay. Not only are we talking about Beetlejuice... I got the obviously the musical that I want to talk about, but I did extensive research this week on both of the proposed sequels and a bunch of other stuff. So we got shit to talk about. We're, we're talking. This is like a whole Beetlejuice like legacy episode. Why can't we just talk about the movie we watched? Because well, you could have you could have warned me that we were going to talk about all this other cool stuff. I would have read some some stuff. The juice is loose. <laughs> I'm so angry. I feel like you took me too seriously just now. <laughs> like you, you got honestly upset that I was saying that. Um, let's let's not make this weird, Mike. Uh, from Transient Artisan Ales, this is the juice is loose. Double India Pale Ale, eight point eight point zero percent ABV, one pint. The juice is loose. It's lit. It's I mean, it's it's cool. It's sort of abstract. Which, by the way, there's a the difference between abstract and surrealism is a real yeah. difference. Salvador Dali was not a no, an abstract I know, artist. I know. He I was know. a surrealist. I was using I was using it in the most broadest of terms. You're That's broad. I, I I'm not. <laughs> I'm I'm actually not, James. <laughs> um, thank, yeah. So thank for, you for noticing. Yeah. That. So from transient uh, artist nails, the juice is loose. I don't really see how that ties into the. Oh fuck! I just poured. A new beer into my glass. Drink another can. Wait, you don't see how this? No, I really don't. I'm joking. Oh, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Dude, get whatever headspace you're in right now, get out of it. You're too good at playing dumb. That's what it is. Stop being so good at it. It's the second time in a row that you like looked at me like I was seriously coming down on you about something. Let's turn up the juice and see what shakes loose. (laughs) This is called... (laughs) <laughs> the juice is loose. Like, how could I not make that I, connection? You're kind of dumb sometimes. You're kind of dumb sometimes. That's Fuck fair. you. That's why we're friends. Um. All right. The juice is loose. Let's give it a try, Since bud. I didn't use this before. Oh, yeah. I'm going to give her give a, little a little shotter. Put a little shot glass. There we go. Let's see. A little, little, little sniffy. Ooh, it smells nice. Oh, sorry for the nose whistle just now. <laughs> Listen. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> it's gross. Uh, okay. Cheers, sir. I gotta get my my septum fixed. Yeah, Um, just pierce it. Cheers, bud. Mm. All right. Oh, she's thick. That's a thick I was it IPA with two C's. It's a double IPA. Yep, yep. She's thick. All right. Um, so we've had several double IPAs on this show, and I usually I I usually don't like them that much. No, because they all taste the same. They they do tend to have the same uh, overall taste. Yeah, this one's pretty good. This one, like even though it's a double IPA and even though it is thick with two C's, uh, there's something like lighter about it and fruitier about Mm. it. Uh, fruitier, yes, does have a brighter taste. I don't know if I would say lighter though. I don't know if lighter is the right word, but it's definitely it's definitely um, it's pretty heavy. It's just a. 
It is heavy. Yeah, light's not the right word, but it's like, I don't know. There's something crisp. More airy. Like crisper and like fruitier, more, more airy maybe. Yeah. And the, the flavor of it, like I said, is definitely brighter. Mm. The, the, the There's a lot of flavor packed into this. It's more enjoyable than most double IPAs that we, yeah, that we have. Yeah, Transient is usually pretty good. We've had a couple of theirs before. Yeah. But um, Yeah, I like that. I like that. All right, cool, that's James. good. That's good. That's good. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're drinking. And now it's time to get into some trailer trash, baby. This episode's a mess. All right, James, got a duo for you this week. First Alrighty. up, we have a trailer for a movie called Rebroken. Um, this uh, is starring a Mr. Tobin Bell. You know, it's funny as I was going to say, is this a movie about my toe? It's like <laughs> rebroken and I've broken my toe a bunch of times. Like, is it? And then it? you said Tobin. <laughs> How weird is that? Rebroken Tobin. Uh, yeah. So this is, uh, I don't know anything about this movie either, to be honest with you. Um, I just wanted to do it because we both like Tobin Bell. <clears throat> um, this is going to be out on March 7th. And um, that's pretty much all you need to know about it. Nobody else of note really is starring in it. All right. Um, so, yeah, let's see what Rebroken is all about. You're on the path now, Will. You're on the path. I know that dealing with overwhelming grief day after day can make you feel like you are insane. You're stuck in a cycle right now going round and round and round. But then you got to be careful what you wish for. Folks don't always like what they discover about themselves. Like you've seen a goblin. Will, where is Shelly? Well, that looks pretty awful. Yeah, that doesn't look good. (laughs) Dude, you can't have Tobin Bell in a movie and have him hand a guy a recording and go... But there are rules. (laughs) He literally says that in every fucking Saw movie. He does, you're right. But there are rules. But why does he sound so much better in the Saw movies? Uh, Because they're good movies. (laughs) And that one doesn't look good at all. That looks terrible. That looks... um... And they they lifted right at the end there, too, that scene with the red ball. That's like uh, the changeling. Yeah. Oh, dude! This fucking this movie looks like it's just a big ripoff of the Changeling. It kind looks of, like a yeah. Dude, like a, a but a gu- guy wanting to find his daughter. Yeah, she's dead, or apparently whoever Shelly is. I'm assuming it's his daughter. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it's not with it. Yeah, oh, it dude, just doesn't look good. Fucking, the acting no, looks the acting looks terrible. It looks very low budget. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Tobin Bell low looks... budget doesn't mean bad, but it, it, the look of the film looks poor. Right. Um, it, like the kind of movie that would not keep my interest, quite frankly. It's like um, a few weeks ago we watched that trailer for the movie with uh, Eddie Furlong mm-hmm. and some other it, yeah. dude. Uh, like no, a, no, it's it's the um, the chick from uh, The Shining. Yeah, uh, Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. Yeah. Yeah, like it looked like it had that same kind of it quality just, to it. It just doesn't look like there's anything behind it. It looks yeah. hollow. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that doesn't look good. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. <laughs> Tobin Bell, you deserve better. But he's going to be in Saw 10 this year. Right so, on. There you go. Right on. Uh, all right. The next trailer that we are looking at is called The Park, uh, which is being described as the Lord of the Flies 
in an amusement park. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, also another uh, completely new one for me, but this one looks fun. Like it just has that aura to it, just the poster and the look of it. Yeah. It has an aura to it that looks like it's something that's definitely up our alley. So uh, join us and we'll let you know. Join. die anyway, right? Why waste time? Kids these days. See, so... Okay. So that also looks low budget, but in a, like, in a different way, right? Like, that... It's, it's weird. You can have two movies that both look like they're, they're low budget, but one of them can look like just absolute dog shit and one of them that movie doesn't look good it doesn't look bad though it i feel look, like it, it, it like it looks like the look of it is pretty all right yeah the suffering part of it is it's all child it's actors. all kids it's all kids and kids suck at acting <laughs> i feel like lately though we've been on a tear of saying that movies look really good with child actors so i'm not willing i'm not gonna say that they're all terrible there's a couple of performances that were in that trailer though that looked kind of yeah, yeah. iffy but that's that's i don't know it, i think it looks interesting it looks fun i like the idea of a lord of the flies it's not like lord of the flies this is lord of the flies yeah it's a new age version of it stuck in an amusement park which i think is a really cool backdrop yeah uh for this yeah so i'd, I'd give it a shot Oh, for sure. I think it'd yeah, be interesting. I'll, I'll watch that one. Yeah. yeah, like I said, it it's just it's hard to describe. Like it looks, it looks equally as low budget, but for some reason, it looks different and better. You know what I mean? Yeah, had some pretty awesome masks. Give it that. Yeah, like paper mache mm-hmm. animal masks and Which stuff like that. They also know. had in Lord of the Flies, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I haven't seen that movie since like elementary school. Or middle school, or whatever. It's been a long time. And they covered themselves with mud and stuff like that. But is that what I it was? I don't remember if they actually wore masks. Or am I thinking of cub? It might well cub. They yeah. look like cub masks. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, oh. cub was cub was like a piece of tree bark. That's true. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah, yeah the I'm I- into that one. The idea of like it's 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 sort of a messed up idea to think about. Like, would this really have like if if all of the adults were gone and the kids were just left for, to fend for themselves, would they descend into violence? Probably. You know, That's I can like imagine. A, I can imagine your kids descending into violence pretty quickly. <laughs> well, they descend into violence <laughs> with each other if I leave the room for five minutes. Exactly. So, yeah. Can you okay. imagine them being in charge of things? I can actually, yeah, because they're in charge of things here. Um, yeah, that looks interesting, though. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's Trailer Trash for the week. All uh, right. Let's get into the some bleed feed. The bleed feed. Guess what, James? What? There's no deaths this week. What? For the first time in a long time, there are no deaths. Well, it's not entirely true. Bert Backrack died. Did he really? Yes, he did. Ah, 
I know him best from Austin Powers. Yeah. Well, everybody, every, everybody our age Mr. does. Berg Bacharach. What the world needs, needs now is love, sweet love. love. <laughs> I didn't know he died. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. Was he like 120 years old? Just yesterday, I think. And I think he was only... Well, let me see. Go ahead. You keep talking, okay. but I'll, uh, I'll find you, out. Well, you look it up. Um, <clears throat> outside of deaths, I mean, this is probably close to oh, death, let's nine, be honest. 94. Oh, okay. That's a, so that's he's a, old. That's a good long run. He, uh, he definitely had a good long run. So, R.I.P. Yes. All right. Um, let's see here. For those of you who are looking for death in movies, I guess, maybe maybe you want this to die, this franchise. Who knows? Uh, however, there's a fourth movie coming in the Riddick franchise. Jeez, uh, there's three of them already? Yep. Uh, so you have, pitch, you have Pitch Black. Oh, Pitch Black and Chronicles of Riddick. Chronicles of Riddick. And then you had just Riddick. Oh. Now you have Riddick Furia. 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 <laughs> Rit- Riddick, pitcher blacker. <laughs> pitcher, oh, it'd be great. F U R Y A. Furia. Furia. <laughs> Just sounds like you're saying a word wrong, though. Furia. Furia. <laughs> um, apparently, that's finally happening. Uh, Vin Diesel is just all about legacy movies at this point. Hell yeah, I can't dude. say the last original movie that Vin Diesel's been in outside of playing Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy, but now he's on his like sixth or seventh movie with that. So, hey, come on, get get your money, player. Hey, and uh, the Fast Ten trailer just came out. I gotta catch up on those movies. The last one I saw was Tokyo Rose uh, or whatever the fuck. Tokyo it's called. Rose. <laughs> yeah. I think of Tequila Rose, is that what you're thinking of? Sure. Uh, Tokyo Rose was the third movie. Yeah, you have seven movies to catch up What's on. What's it, Tokyo Drift? Yeah. Tokyo which Drift. Is, which is a fantastic movie. Love it. I love the entire franchise. Of course you do. They're amazing. But uh, yeah, Riddick Furia will be coming out, uh, who knows the fuck when. But um, yeah, it says... Uh, he finds other Furians fighting for their existence against a new enemy, and some of these Furians are more like Riddick than they could have ever imagined. So it sounds like for, uh, Riddick is going back to his home planet, which is uh, which is fun. You know, the the, the pitch black uh, Riddick movies are a fun, stupid sci-fi romp. I don't know. I like them. <coughs> they're they're even, a fun time. I'm not even sure I remember them. Wait, which what, what one came first, Pitch Black? Yeah, Pitch Black was first. Yeah. Whereas Riddick was just a character. And then, right. they spun, oh, right. and then they spun the franchise off of his his character into the Chronicles of Riddick, which told his whole backstory of how he ended up in Pitch Black. Which one is the scene where he's in the Pitch Black, and he has a torch, and he does the fire-breathing thing where he I'll goes... give you one <laughs> guess. And uh, all of a sudden, you see that he's surrounded by... Aliens. Whatever the hell those I'll things give you, are. I'll give you one guess as to which movie he was in Pitch Black. Pitcher Blacker. <laughs> Picture blacker. Picture blacker. Uh, but anyway, my that's... head is like a nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking amazing! <laughs> anyway, though, if you're into that, though, that's something you can look forward to. Um, Saw Ten has finished filming. Hell yeah, dude! It's wrapped, baby. So we got Tobin Bell back. We know nothing else about it, which is the way we fucking yeah. Like it. Don't know, don't care. I'll go dude, watch it. We get to go see a Saw movie this Halloween. Yo. Hey. Air Nux. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Air Nux. Air Nux. Oh. Uh, into it. Also, what I'm into is I know what you did last summer. I'm into one that. of the one of the guilty pleasure like uh like slashers of the nineties, right? Probably Boy. one of the better ones. 
Yeah. I was going to say, why is it a guilty pleasure? Like, that was an excellent ensemble teen horror movie. Well, literally just the fact that the third movie exists makes the entire franchise a guilty. It's a, it's an average oh, thing. Oh, we did it, that for the show, didn't yeah, we? That it's, like an aver- it's an average thing, you know. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. We're getting a new I Know What You Did Last Summer movie. Okay. And it's not a remake. And it's not a sequel. Or a prequel. Damn it. Fuck that up. It's a sequel. <laughs> sequel to what? Uh, the original, and it is starring a returning Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. Oh my, my God! Yeah, yes, they're coming back. the The tits and the prince are back, and uh, <laughs> I could not be more excited. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh come on! I I say that in love to what everybody loved Jennifer Love Hewitt for in the nineties. It's not even sexist. Dude, it's just what everyone loved her for. No. It's what it's, she was known for. Come on. I'm I yeah, no, sorry. Sorry. I don't I don't know if you don't like to hear this stuff, but my voice dropped watching that movie. <laughs> that one scene in particular. What my, are you waiting for? Yeah. What are you waiting for? I was like, oh man, oh man, this this movie is really making like <laughs> this is a really enjoyable movie. See, Man, this movie's so good. It was different for me. It was different for me. Why? For me, it was like, I don't know what this is. What are we watching? Oh, the show is called Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Uh, anyway, though, uh, fans of the original series, we joke, but fans of the original series will be happy. I just wish that Ryan Phillippe and uh, Buffy were coming back. Well, they're dead, so. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's never stopped a slasher movie before. Come on. Have we not seen the Scream movies? Like, anybody can come back at any point in time. That's true. That's true. That's like Stan part of the, that's in part That's part five. of the rules, yeah. No, the killer can come back. Did you just fucking... Did you actually just give something away? Because no, I, I will kill no, I you. No, I didn't. <laughs> I just wanted to fuck you. Mm. Up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, killing oh. me. All right. <laughs> What is going on tonight? Yikes. Keep going. Uh, all right. Moving on here. Last week, we talked about Dexter, right? And yeah. How uh, it was unsure whether Showtime was going to continue with the series. They opted not to. Yeah. Remember, yeah. I haven't watched it yet, so don't, don't give me Doesn't any spoilers matter. here. So here's the deal. Um, This week, we have complete opposite news, mm-hmm. whereas Showtime is now ordering not just one, but two Dexter shows in that they are continuing Dexter New Blood which is exciting. Okay. Uh, and then also they're doing a prequel series called Dexter Origins. Given off of what you said last week, I hope it's just Michael C. Hall in a wig <laughs> because that would make my life. Oh. Uh, I... But yeah, they are apparently going to go through, which that this is a prequel series I can actually get on board for because it seems like that's ripe with stories because we know we had a whole history before where rife. we met him. Rife. The word's rife. No, ripe. Rife. It's ripe. It's bursting at the seams with stuff. Yeah, rife. <laughs> I guess ripe works too, doesn't yes, it? Yes, 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 it does. I'm just, but that's not the word. Well, fine. Um, it's, yeah, it's ripe with rife. Yeah, it's, but you kind of like you already sort of got the Dexter origin story in the original Dexter series, you know. With but you all know, the there's so much more though. Yeah, sure. So much more. Yeah, I don't know. Guy's got a pretty painted past. I'm into it. Painted with blood. 
yes, exactly. That's why it makes such a good series. Quite literally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. That's uh that sounds so they are renewing De- the new Dexter. Though. Apparently they're getting a new Dexter or new blood, and I can't give you specifics to that because there's spoilers in what it would be. Yeah, so I'm not going to, so yeah. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, don't. Um, but um we'll see how that turns out. I think um, I think Aaron's free trial of uh, Showtime ends like next week, so I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, starting tomorrow. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, okay. My last bit of news here, James, is uh, this is just kind of fun. We like Osgood Perkins. We do like uh, Osgood the Black Coat's daughter was one of one of the better like indie flicks we'd seen in a long time. Yeah, I liked it. Quite frankly. Yeah. Um, he also did the Gretel and Hansel movie, which we have not seen, but he's got a new movie coming out called Long Legs, which uh, has already been reported to star Nicolas Cage. However, uh, this week, they are adding to that cast uh, Makia Monroe, local girl. Still can't say her name right. Makia Monroe. Micah. Micah. <laughs> It's always going to be Macchia to me. I don't know why. Macchia Monroe. I don't know. It's like a macchiato. Oh. Yeah. Macchiato Monroe. She's delicious. Macchia. Micah, dude. Micah. Micah Monroe. Yeah. I will never say it right. Uh, she is joining the cast, though, with Nicolas Cage. My God, she's gone a long way. And not a lot of years. She's working her way up. Yeah. You know? Yep. Good for her. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's fun. It's um, basically in the film, FBI agent Lee Harker Monroe is gift. She plays an FBI agent. That's where she's at. She I can see being, that. She went from being just a little uh, little Sterling Heights girl in It Follows to an FBI agent in like six years. Was it Sterling Heights? Yeah. Oh, that's I where it was filmed at least. I thought it was Warren. No, it was definitely Sterling Heights. No. But uh, yeah, uh, she plays an <laughs> with, FBI with all the STDs and everything. <laughs> I thought it was Warren. <laughs> That would make sense. Uh, FBI agent Lee Harker is gifted a new recruit assigned to the unsolved case of the elusive serial killer played by Nicolas Cage. As the case uh, takes a complex turn, unearthing evidence of the occult, Harker discovers a personal connection to the merciless killer and must race against time to stop him before he claims the lives of another innocent family. Must race against time? Yeah. Okay, so it's Nicolas Cage and an FBI agent racing against time it's gone in 60 seconds <laughs> well is that but time, with this but with a serial killer what if that time is 60 seconds right yeah so i don't watch that movie now <laughs> i haven't seen it in, in a few years uh anyway there's your news right on that's it <laughs> that's, that's your news all right so we're gonna take a little bit of a break when we get back the juice is loose baby the juice is loose we're going to discuss Beetlejuice in all of its forms. Musical, movie, sequel, prequel, cartoon, fucking shadow puppets. The porn parody. The porn parody. Beatles juice. <laughs> Buttle juice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be back. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. 
All right, now that he's here. Well, now you've done it. We've made him come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have. I mean, given how given how perverted he is in this in this movie, like, is it not possible that's all he wanted you to do? Just make like, him... three strokes of his name, and and here he here he appears. <laughs> I have arrived. <laughs> Um, I, here's the thing Beetlejuice 1988 directed by Tim Burton who hasn't seen it I mean if you've not like I, I kind of figured when we decided to do this movie this week this is going to be less of an us telling you about the movie and more just reflecting on our feelings oh it, yeah right yeah Um, it's I mean it's it's an iconic movie it's one of the most it's my favorite Tim Burton movie I'll say that Um, for for many reasons which we'll get into but like it's just it's classic absolutely fucking classic and it's a and it's a it's a character that never goes away even from its release in 88 up until now they're still talking about not only there's the musical that's going on but they're still talking about a goes a beetlejuice 2 that tim burton is or isn't attached to we know winona Ryder has said that she would do another one michael keaton's in he's in like so it's like it's 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 like if you're gonna do it, now is the time. Yeah, you know, we'll get into all that stuff later. But um, if you are living under a rock and you have never seen Beetlejuice, kindly fuck <clears throat> off. Go watch Beetlejuice, and then come back because not only are we going to be talking about spoilers, but just be a better human. Yeah, I mean, it's not that hard. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know? might you might have to you're gonna have to buy it though because apparently Beetlejuice is not streaming literally anywhere well it's streaming you just have to rent it no no but it's not like free oh it's streaming. Not, right like, right like it's not on netflix it's not on hulu yeah. prime not none of the good stuff yeah it's like what three three or four bucks to rent though i mean just, come just on just do it come on just do it come on you could probably also buy it on dvd for, for three or four bucks i don't know probably yeah there's i was so pissed there was a version that they released um we talked about it on the show it was the uh the handbook for the recently deceased version of the Blu-ray 4K mm-hmm. release. It was like 30 bucks, right? I'm like, ah, I'm not going to get it. It's selling online for like 115 130 now. So I'm never going to get it. <laughs> 130 bucks. Yeah. What yeah. was special about it? It was a box set. It was, it was like literally in a handbook for the recently deceased box. Oh. And it came with chalk and the whole deal. Like oh, it was cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Right on. Should have bought it. Should have bought um, it. All right. The spirits of a deceased couple are harassed by an unbearable family that has moved into their new home. Uh, a hire, and, and they hire a malicious spirit to drive them out. James, what does Beetlejuice mean to you? Like, what's your history with it? Um, My history with it, I want, like, this is probably... I wasn't really into horror when I was younger, um, but this movie was a mainstay in my life all throughout my childhood. Did like, you consider was... it more of a comedy back then? Yeah, I did. Do you consider but there, it? But there were. What do you consider it nowadays? It's still a comedy. Okay. Um, but there were things in it that horrified me when I was like, when he shows up as the snake, that used to fuck me up when I was younger. Like sure. Every single time, but I still loved the movie. Um, I'm sure snakes fucked you up. There was the <laughs> the uh, the scene with him as the um, um, when he pops up out of the table toward the end of the movie, and he's got the uh, the carousel around yeah, his head, yeah. and he's got the hammers for hands. I had a I had an action figure 
a Beetlejuice action figure. I actually still have it. It's in Bad X. Next time we go up there, we should dig around and find God, it. Between that and the Ninja Turtles board game you have up there? Shit, dude. I have the the Ninja Turtles board game is in that closet right there. Why are we not playing it I don't, right I, now? I don't know. I brought it home because I figured we should play it sometime. Um, But I had an action figure that it was Beetlejuice, but then it turned into that version of him with oh, the carousel on his head. It's really cool. I had uh, the I had the Beetlejuice disappearing uh, magic trick uh, grave. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like you would oh, lay... Oh, where the grave would flip? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. Put, you, you put your action figure in the grave, and then you would slide it, and then you'd open it back up, and it was gone. Yes, dude. Yes, I had that. Yes. Yeah, it was awesome. Man. <laughs> dude, fucking Beetlejuice. <laughs> Oh man, we gotta dig through our old toys sometime. <laughs> like, oh, I, that, that thing's gone. I don't, I oh, don't have I, it anymore. I still but... have all this shit, dude. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so cool. Uh, but yeah, like this was one of the like whenever me and my sister and my cousins were all together, like Beetlejuice was on the TV. You know TJ. what I mean? TJ, the Beavers, uh, the Kchucks, whoever. That's, like, it sounds like a bad cartoon. TJ and the Beavers. TJ and the Beavers. <laughs> It is a bad cartoon because everybody's on meth. Um, <laughs> but like this, yeah, this was Beetlejuice was a constant throughout my childhood. I've seen I've seen this movie. I would say like in in like within the ranks of the movies I've seen the most in my life. This is up there. It's sure. got it's got to be top five. Sure, you know. I agree. Um, my my history with Beetlejuice is is similar. It's just one of those movies that I've just seen so many times. Like, I don't know when the first time that I saw it was. I just know that it's one of those movies that lives in the lexicon of my like movie watching history like yeah. a gajillion times because I've just watched it so much. Yeah. But it's ooh, excuse me. It's funny though, watching it, rewatching it for this week. I admittedly, I don't think I've watched it in a couple of years, probably. Sure. Uh at least in its entirety. And rewatching it with like focused eyes. It's funny how a movie that you've seen a million times can look different, right? Like I like to me, like Beetlejuice is one of those movies that I've seen so many times that like it's like a it's like a really great record. When you put it on, you're listening to it, but you're not really hearing it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it's just kind of there. When I would watch Beetlejuice over the course of my whole life, I'd seen it so many times that I was I was just like I was viewing it, but I wasn't watching it. Right now, in the last week, when I put it on, I feel like there was like parts of it where it's like I've clearly seen this before, but it feels new to me for some reason, and I don't know why that is. Like, because you're not watching it for how many years with like, like actual like you're not you're not paying attention to it. I got that I got that same feeling, and I feel like there was just so much because it's been. It's been a few years since I've watched it, and even even when I've watched it in the past few years, it was always like, uh, um, like I would, I would throw it on in the background while I was doing leather work or something. Because like you know it so well, right? You feel like it was I don't just need like to I could this. listen to it. Yeah. So like sitting down and actually watch, like like really focusing in and watching it again. There's so much stuff that I I never caught. Like there's innuendos. there's jokes that went over my head when I was younger for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like just just stuff that yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff like if, if, like for a younger person like when I was a kid watching this like now I'm watching it I'm like holy shit I can't <laughs> believe I watched this when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, like Beetlejuice is a horn dog. Like, oh yeah, he's a perv. Yeah, <laughs> like hilarious. I always knew that he was a horn dog, but like the 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 perviness. You're right. Is, yeah, is like 
over the top when you're an adult and you actually you catch every little detail of his jokes. Yeah. You don't get that when you're a kid watching it, mm-hmm. you know? There was also a, a part that like it, it's it's funny when you're a kid and you're watching something and like you see a you see a scene and like if you can't tell what the person's saying, you don't care. Like you just oh like that's this is the part of the movie where I don't know where he's saying what he's saying and like you just move on with your life. Now that I'm an adult, so like so often if I don't catch a line in a movie, I'll rewind it so I can catch it. And if I still can't catch it, I'll rewind and I'll put on the subtitles. Sure. I'm like I want to know what they're saying. You weren't like that as a kid, so like it's it's just a very silly scene, but it's the scene where he's doing the uh, the commercial where he's dressed like a cowboy. Yeah. And he gets to that one part, and I think for me, like I was more struck by the the little the visuals of it because I always thought the dance that he was doing was really funny. Hurt, hurt, hurt. And I never <laughs> knew what the words were, and so I I like finally I turned on the subtitles, and I was like, oh, that's what he's saying. He says, uh, "I'll eat I'll eat anything that you want me to eat, and I'll swallow anything that don't that you want me to swallow. <laughs> I'll chew on the dog, <laughs> like." I never knew what the fuck he was saying, and when I was a kid, I was like, "I don't care." Like, I don't, I just, like I'll just you're, move you're, on with my life. You're just laughing at the funny guy in the cowboy costume, right? Like, exactly. That's all you're doing because he yeah. was doing a goofy dance, <laughs> dude. Fuck Michael Keaton. Uh, his like, I, I mean, I love Michael Michael sure. Keaton. Regardless, I've always thought for that, multiple reasons. For multiple reasons. Uh, I've always loved him. Like I think he's a great actor. I he's like he's one of those just super unique actors where it's not like it's not even like he's a brilliant actor or anything, but there's so, like there's something about the choices that he makes as a sort of a, as an as a character actor mm-hmm. where you're just like if I was an actor, I would never think to do that. And that's what makes him so good. You know what I well, mean? He apparently came up with the entire look for Beetlejuice. That oh, was really? not a Tim Burton move. So apparently he got the script or whatever, and he went to the makeup artist. To v. Neal actually was his makeup, was the mm-hmm. makeup artist on this. Uh, super famous uh, effects and makeup artist. Um, and he was like, this is what I want. And he goes, given the description from the script and then putting my spin on it, this is what I want to do. And he's like, I want to have mold in my hair and I want to have all this and this and this. Like, And he, the day that he showed up for set was the first time, from my understanding at least, was the first time that Tim Burton actually saw the finished makeup. Really? Yeah. So like that was all Michael Keaton. <clears throat> and he didn't want the role. Like he actually turned Michael uh, or turned uh, Tim Burton down a, a handful of times before agreeing to do the role, um, because, for, he, for because, what because he didn't get it. Like he didn't really get it at all. But he really liked Tim Burton. Uh-huh. Like so, finally they had like one lunch or whatever, and and rather than turn him down for, he goes, "Let me think about it." And it was like the next day he called whoever it was, and the that's kind of where everything started, you know. But like it was, it's crazy because because. You know, I I just wa- I actually just watched um, this movie called Night Shift with Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. where it's uh it it's him and um the the Fonz what's his name um Henry Winkler Henry Winkler they work in a morgue mm-hmm. and uh and Michael Keaton is like this young brash guy that who's like a the the nephew of the owner of the morgue or whatever comes to work with uh, Henry Winkler and they somehow end up becoming pimps to all the local. <laughs> Uh, prostitutes yeah. and they're running a they're running their business out of the morgue at night and it's like and, and it's like it's it's funny 
It's not a great movie, but Michael Keaton is fucking great in it. So, like, it's no doubt that he could do a movie like this and play a character so well. You know, like, yeah, yeah. like everybody thinks of Michael Keaton, I feel like, as more, not dramatic, but more serious roles. His comedic chops, though, are fucking great. I mostly think about him in his more comedic roles. Like, to me, whenever I, like, even his take on Batman was more lighthearted, I feel, than than most other versions of Batman. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when I think of Michael Keaton, I think of, uh, you know, obviously Beetlejuice is the first thing that comes to mind. Beetlejuice, Multiplicity, Mr. Mom. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said. Batman. Batman. His version <laughs> of Batman. Sure. Uh, his, his uh, as the chief and the new guys, he was fucking hilarious in that movie. Um so yeah, I don't. I I've never really thought about him as a super dramatic actor. Even I I, f- I feel like he brings comedy to everything that he does. Like even in Birdman, which Birdman was a comedy, sure, but absolutely, Birdman's a, a fucking incredible film. But like he he brought so much drama to that role while also still being funny, even when it was almost unintentional. You know what I mean? Sure. Like he's just got a way. I don't know. He's he's got, got, he's got a way about him. He's yeah. got a way about him. Um, to, like, and like I was saying, like I, there were there were parts in this movie. I've seen this movie so many times, but I like really sat down and just like paid attention to everything. And there were a few times throughout this movie where I stopped and and hit the ten second back rewind button just so that I could watch his facial expressions again because mm-hmm. I'm he's so expressive. Like the shit that he can do with his face, to to like add to the like the comedic bit that he's taking sure. part in in the moment. Like everybody talks about Jim Carrey and his rubber face. Like Michael Keaton's got the same kind of shit going. No, on. No, he like, does. Michael... He's got so much. He's got such a range of. of... He's an underappreciated comedic actor. Uh-huh. He really is. And yeah, so and he's not the only one though. Fucking Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis are so good in this yeah. movie. Yeah, they bring they bring a, a a believability to like this average just American couple like in this weird Tim Burton like you know world, but like they're just believable and they're great. And Alec Baldwin is 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 a sweetheart, and especially given <laughs> what we know about him like now, like this all this crazy shit that he's built up in. It's weird to see him as young, lovely Alec Baldwin before he <laughs> left awful text me- or uh, voicemail messages to his daughter. <laughs> Uh, I don't care who you are. If you can't listen to those and and laugh, you're soulless. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're soulless, bud. No, they are terrible. But uh, from from an outsider perspective, they they're kind of funny. Let's let's admit. Um, But yeah, he was. uh, Both of them were really good in this movie. Um, Gina Davis is like I've I've never really. I've never really thought about her as, you know, as a, a comedic actor, but like But she's in a league of her own. Well, she is <laughs> Right? God. You were waiting for that. What? You were waiting for that, you piece of shit. Um yeah, they were really good though. Like you said, they were just this really likable Yeah. Really likable couple who who liked Harry Belafonte like too much. Why does every single song he listens to in the entire movie is a Harry Belafonte song? 
Is that the uh, banana boat song? It's the it's, it's every song, boat. every single song that's played in in within the walls of that house. So good, I'm pretty sure. It's so good. <laughs> this movie has the best soundtrack. I've I've owned the soundtrack. Waxworks put it out uh, a few years back. Yeah, I've I've owned it for since it came out. I listen to it probably more than any of the other soundtracks that I own. It's oh really? So good. It's so good. It's one of Danny Elfman's best. Plus, you know, the actual songs. Dude, Dan, are- okay. And this movie wouldn't be, this movie would not be, well, it really wouldn't be the same without a multitude of factors, but like. Michael Keaton. Yeah. I'm like, Tim this Burton. is, this is a perfect storm. It's, yeah. Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice, incredible. Tim Burton, this movie is, it's, it is exactly, it is exactly why Tim Burton exists. You know what it's, I mean? It's to like, me it is the most Tim Burton Tim Burton movie. Like um, it's here's the thing. So here's the I would thing. say the most Tim Burton Tim Bur- Tim Burton Tim I'd say the most Tim Burton movie is probably Nightmare Before Christmas. I disagree. So that that's one style of Burton. I feel like animation is unless you are strictly an animation director. Yeah. Then that would make sense, yeah. right? I feel like animation was just one facet of Tim Burton, whereas his entire style is filled with animation, right? Yeah. Um, I to me, Beetlejuice represents the most unrestricted version of Tim Burton before he became like the Tim Burton of Hollywood. If that makes sense, like it, it's a, like Beetlejuice is a cross between all of the 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 um, animation parts of his career mixed with his live action sensibilities. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a mix. This movie is a live action cartoon. Let's be honest. Oh yeah. For it sure. just is. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, if I, if I had to like rank the most Tim Burton-y of Tim Burton movies, right? <laughs> Edward Scissorhands would probably be number one because it's like it's grounded but it's still burton like it's it's that perfect mix like that's his sweet spot right there yeah you know big fish is another one a little oh, bit God. later big but fish it's perfect is so good dude the thing is like batman was his first film batman was still it was burton but it was still heavily influenced by studios uh-huh you know then beetlejuice came out which was amazing as we're talking about then you have Be- uh batman returns which with the success of Beetlejuice, I feel like they gave him a bit more free range to do... Uh, hold on. Beetlejuice came out before Batman. <laughs> Beetlejuice was 88. Batman was 89. Was it? Yeah. Did this come out first? Beetlejuice. I thought Batman was his first movie. I, I could have sworn. I'm, I'm looking right now. It's uh, Beetlejuice, Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Retur- Returns, Ed Wood. That's a fucking... Man, what a lineup for your Oh, yeah. Keep going. Keep going. All right. Uh, We got Beetlejuice, Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns, Ed Woods. um, Mars. uh, Oh, well, that's a a video. Um, Mars Mars Attacks, Attacks, Sleepy Hollow, Planet of the Apes, uh, Big Fish, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Corpse Bride. (laughs) Yeah, Sweeney Todd, Alice in Wonderland, Dark Shit. Mike, I like. Yeah, dude, like it's ridiculous, right? Yeah, but but his 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 like his perfect era of filmmaking though was in that time. Beetlejuice, Batman Returns, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, like I said, I would even go as far as Big Fish. I think Big Fish is like his last like opus of a movie. Just my opinion. Ooh, clear it out. Clear it out. 
Um, just I, my just my opinion. I, don't, but, I know. mean, I still I love so many of his so much of his newer stuff though too. See, I don't like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I actually not a fan. I have I have sort of a soft spot in my heart for Charlie and the Chocolate. I I love the original. I love uh, Willy Wonka and the Cho- Chocolate Factory. Like you can't top that. But uh, in the first time I ever saw Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I didn't like it. But then I watched it two or three more times, and I kind of fell in love with it. Um, I actually, yeah, I I do love that movie, and I think it's because. I think it's because, like, when I when I first watched it, I I compared it to the original, and I just I was just like, well, that's I, probably yeah. stupid, yeah. And like once I once I kind of like started to look at it as a Tim Burton movie, you know, I opened myself up to it a little bit See, more. To me, though, Tim Burton's not his style is not just in like character style; it's like it's in the world style. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like. In in Beetle in Beetlejuice for sure, like that's that's full front, absolutely full front. Yeah. In other movies of his, like you know when a Tim Burton movie is a Tim Burton movie, um, and I, I just I don't know, like I just feel like uh, we're going probably on and on about this, but like Beetlejuice is just it's the to me it's the most Tim Burton Tim Burton movie, unfettered Tim Burton, like before any restraints were put on him, before like he had any like real editors. This is like, this is what young Tim Burton had his heart and soul on. Is yeah. how I feel like yeah. that. That's what this movie represents. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's how it feels. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, we don't. I don't want to talk too much about Beetlejuice, the the movie, like going through it or whatever. Right? Oh, and, we, and, for, we forgot about Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh fuck! That was his first movie. Yeah. That I knew there. You were mentioning that, and I knew there was something else. Yeah, yeah, that was his first movie. Yeah. So there you go. Also, notes of uh, stuff like Beetlejuice in it though, with oh, for sure. large, Marge large Marge and everything Marge, else. Yeah, totally. yeah it's, it's it's all there. Yeah, everything's there. Um, so Beetlejuice goes on to be this massive fucking hit. You know, um, there was supposed to be a sequel for it, uh, and there's two scripts that were written for it. You had Beetlejuice in Love, which was written by um, Warren Skazar. I think his name is Skazar. Warren Warren Skazar. How do you spell it? Warren and then something like Skazer. James, look it up. Skazer. I don't know. Skazer. He actually wrote uh, part of the original Beetlejuice script. And he wrote the sequel. And he, I think what it was, he wrote one draft of it. And then he ended up getting bone cancer and then died within the same year. So no movement was ever done on that script. And then you had Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian, which is a fucking mess of a movie. It's, 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 it's. Very well known for being a movie that... Did you say Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian? Yep. <laughs> Have you never heard of this? No. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian is a rat fuck of a movie. It makes no sense. The characters are all fucked. Like... Lydia isn't goth in the movie. I own, the, I have the script. Like I've read it, right? Okay. So Lydia's not even a goth chick in the movie. She's just like a regular person. All the like the, the the all of the personalities of the characters are stripped. Um, you have. Well, so, uh, I mean, she was she wasn't really goth at the end of Beetlejuice. Though. Sure, she was. Yes, she was. She was dressed in all black, dancing in the air with ghosts. She was dressed in a schoolgirl outfit. Because she, she was going to school, but she still like her makeup and her hair and everything was goth still. Nah, she yes. had no. Nah, she had like the typical, typical schoolgirl sort of look to her. I I completely disagree with you on that. Um, uh, Dahlia was or Delilah was Delilah was uh she was she was like her D 
Delia. She's Delia. There you go. I couldn't say her name. <laughs> uh, she's kind of boring and has no real personality in the script, which is crazy. Uh, Charles is now like this overbearing land baron of property they have in Hawaii where they're trying to turn all of this property. I mean, he was kind of like that in Beetlejuice. He was like, he spent the majority of the movie trying to get his other real estate buddies there to try and take over the town to turn sure. it into a tourist destination. Sure, but it's but it the script reads different though. And well, yeah, it does. especially it does. this was supposed to be a sequel. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean to me that wouldn't have worked. Part of part of the charm of Beetlejuice was at the end of the movie everybody sort of learns a lesson. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, um what the hell is her name? Lydia? Is that her name? Yep. Lydia Lydia learns that, you know, life is worth living and, 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 and she, she wants to go and like socialize with other kids and, and still live her life at home with her ghosts and her parents and stuff like that. Charles is more laid back. Doesn't seem like it, like he spends the entire movie pretending to relax in the country. And at the end of the movie, he actually like seems like he's the relaxed, chill dude. Well, he's also he's and then, also a pushover from his wife, though. He wanted the house. He wanted nothing changed. He wanted well, yeah, but, everything exactly what it was. And but, his wife gets there, and he's like, give me one room. That's through... That's, one That's room. throughout the movie, though. I'm saying at the very end of Beetlejuice, like, the whole family has changed. They're now living harmoniously in the, in the, in the house with the ghosts. Lydia's no longer a, a shut-in. She's no longer a strange and unusual well, young girl. She's actually now a girl who's going and socializing with friends at school now. Uh, Delia is is more happy with living in this house. Like she's Well, they living, also revert she, the house back to its original yeah, state, too. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's that's what I'm saying. Like for them to for them to transition into Charles going back into being this like weird uh like land baron. real estate baron He's, like that it, that wouldn't make sense to me because no. at the end of Beetlejuice it seems like they've all well, learned to be comfortable in their nice little quaint country town. That's the weird thing about Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian is like all the characters are just different. It's like it's like it's a direct sequel but none of the characters feels though they are directly from the first movie. Yeah. They all feel a little off. They all feel like they're they're slightly changed, uh-huh. which just doesn't work for for a sequel. Um like there's there's a weird thing where like Beetlejuice goes into a surf competition. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. Like like, I mean, I can't like I I can't say that I can't not see that happening. You know what I mean? It's like just, the movie's relatively poorly written. It's just, it's just not good. It's universally panned, right? Sure. I actually think there's a little bit of there's a little bit to grab from it that you could use. Like I think it's fun. Like the idea that the deets like okay, fine. So so Charles is a guy that buys land and tries to turn it into something, right? So he mm-hmm. bought land in Hawaii. He's trying to get all the locals off and this and that. There's there's a whole like sub story about how they the the land they bought had like some sort of haunting to it and Lydia has to go to like the underworld to get Beetlejuice back and then he comes back and he's like well while I'm here I got a vacation for a couple of days like that it, it's it's fucking crazy it's it's an insane script I I recommend everybody go read it. It sounds like because the, it's nuts. But. It sounds like the kind of shit you could have gotten away with in the late early late eighties, early nineties, though. 
Yeah, and it would have been one of those movies where it's like, I didn't know there was a sequel to this movie. Yeah. Like, it would have been, it would have died a death. Oh, for had sure. Had this movie made. But, but the thing then is, it probably would have had a cult following. But the thing is, is that Tim Burton was attached to make this movie. Weird. And it's like heavily on like the tiki aspect and all that, which is right up his alley, right? So there's parts of the script that feel like it would work. Um, and Michael Keaton was in, I think, um, I'm pretty sure that, uh, what's her name was in too. Um, Winona Ryder. Uh, Winona Ryder was in too. But then Batman Returns happened. Oh. And so all of his focus went to that. Yeah. This movie just kind of died to death. It just never happened. Yeah. Um, so, and then there was another movie, like I said, um, that I might mention Beetlejuice and Love, right? Yeah. That was the original script that the original guy wrote. That movie was about, there's very little known about it. I have not read it. It's like a white whale of mine. I need to find it. Yeah. Um, but it's apparently it's about no returning characters come back at all except for Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. And it's about him interacting with a composer who like ends up dying and then he's trying to finish his opera through like the netherworld with beetlejuice as his proxy and then beetlejuice is like in this opera mm-hmm. messing everything up i don't know it's bonkers it's i don't know if any of them are either any good uh i i've read in i goes hawaiian it's not great so i don't <laughs> i don't know how how the other one is i would like I said it's my my white whale you know that's but, you were you were talking earlier about uh just like kind of kind of that to that point like you read it you said it's not great right it's not great like you were saying how michael keaton initially didn't want the role because he just didn't get it and i was gonna say have you read the script for the original oh yeah 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 but you've also seen the movie like i kind of wonder like i I have the the first the first draft of beetlejuice i have it i've read it yeah, but but you've, People you claim, you also you also have the you also have the movie to like compare it to to like see, give you a bit thing. like to me I can kind of understand like Michael Keaton sitting down and reading this this script for the first time and not getting it like I I, I kind of wonder like I I wish I could go back before I had seen the movie and see what it's like on the page because that's I think are you talking about the versions a lot more dark. No, no, more. I'm just, what I'm you, just saying, I'm saying like, I'm saying that like Michael Keaton didn't want this role and it's, and to me, like I could see where, I could see where you could read this material and not really be convinced that it would be a good movie Sure. before seeing what Michael Keaton did with the character. Sure. You and know what movie, I mean? Like I, like I wish I could go back and read the script without actually seeing Michael Keaton play the character and like and try and get a feel for what Beetlejuice is supposed to be like because it is it's Beetlejuice is 100% in his physical comedy. It's oh, like yeah. his his physical performance of well, Beetlejuice. Well, I wouldn't even say 100% because Michael Keaton's barely in the movie. Think about it. He's barely in the movie. No, I understand. The story of the the story of the Dietzes and the and and uh and the um what the hell's their name? Why can't I think of their name? Uh, the Lut- Lutzes? Lut- Lutzes? Lutz. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Is it Lutz? Yeah. Is it Lutz? I don't know. I'll look it up. Keep going. <laughs> I don't know. Keep going. But their story, the story between the, the Dietzes and the Lutz is like, that's that's a good story. But like adding in the character of Beetlejuice, I can see where on the page it might not 
like it might be weird. Like it might be weird to get a feel for what that character's supposed sorry, to be the like. Deet, the Deets is a family that moves in the Maitlands. Are, Ma- oh, the Maitlands. Yeah, we're yeah. The what Maitlands. Who are, are the, the Lutzes? The... I don't know. Yeah, I knew the Deetzes. <laughs> I knew the Deetzes were the family that moved in. Yeah, the Maitlands. That's a good story between them, right? Like yeah, that. That alone could be a movie. Sure. Like like two people die. And then it's the 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 struggle of them as ghosts, yeah. adjusting to a family moving into their house. But like, so that uh, that on its own is a good story. But then adding in this weird, eccentric, bio exorcist ghost demon, whatever the fuck he is, like I could see how on the page Michael Keaton was reading this and going, I don't like, <laughs> what is this? And it really like. Like it is like Beetlejuice is one hundred percent. I like I'm I'm trying to think of another actor who could have come in and played the character and m- made it the success that it is. Because no, I, it, I really like I really can't see anybody else doing it. You the know success what I mean? lies a hundred percent in in his performance. It just does. Yeah, and that's that's what I was saying. I mean, he's also the title role, so it, it has to fall to his shoulders. Sure. Um, I think though that like the the original isn't just him though. Like, yes, the success lies in him, you know, in retrospect. But it's also like Burton was not a an established name. He had done Pee Wee, obviously. Mm-hmm. And this movie, you can tell this was not a. Yes, it was. There was a decent budget to it, but it wasn't like a crazy high budget, and you can tell. Like this was him at his. This was. Tim Burton at his finest, right? And I think that aesthetic is what drew people in too, because yeah. you've never seen anything like this before. Yeah. It's crazy. It's zonky. It's weird. <laughs> it's wonky. Zonky, wonky, weird, and wonky. Like, like that's it's what like, it was. It's like it's like watching a it's like a like you said, it's like a live action cartoon yeah. almost. Like and that's why it made such a good cartoon on TV when people The cartoon was the, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> cartoon was amazing amazing. And it's very different too because like the in the cartoon Beetlejuice and Lydia are like best friends and they go on adventures and this and that. Like yeah. the Beetlejuice in the cartoon is I feel like the version of Beetlejuice that people have crushes on. Yeah. In, in weird Tumblr accounts that make sexy <laughs> sexy things of Beetlejuice. It's a thing. Maybe with Miss Argentina. There's there's fetishes. All there are Beetlejuice fetishes uh, that exist. Look them up. They're there. <laughs> it's weird, but whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like there's there like, even the uh, we're jumping fucking everywhere, and I don't even. Well, it care. doesn't matter. We... Back to the movie though. Like all the the afterlife stuff. Oh yeah, is amazing. Like so Miss cool. Argentina, the smoking woman, like the whole deal. Like it's that, it's amazing. That whole realm, uh, like to me, like so. I used to love this this act of the movie when I was a kid, even though it it really kind of scared the shit out of me. Like when he drew, like the idea of drawing a door on the wall and then knocking on it three times and having the the wall open up to a a different realm was. You got any chalk? Was it was it was really cool to me when I was younger, and once they step into that realm, as a kid, I just remember having this uncomfortable feeling, and it was it was it was because of the character design of all of the the different people that they come across in in the the other realm. Like everybody had some, I don't know, like they were they were almost like comic 
comic book characters like sure to the extent they were they were just like so overblown in in the the aesthetic of of well they they were tim tim burton characters right i mean like they were they were what we think of now as what you see in a tim burton film sure but to me that was new when i was younger and so like the guy who was flattened hanging from the ceiling I look at him now and I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. He's this guy who got ran over. But when I was younger, that guy scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Who's this flat man? <laughs> right. Like the uh, the guy with the shrunken head was always kind of funny, but kind of scary to me sure. when I was younger. Um, the the guy, the, the smoker guy who looked like he had spontaneously combusted, um, that guy used to scare the shit out of me when I was younger. But now, these days, I can appreciate him for like just the amazing the amazing uh character effects and like and the world building like this whole tim burton builds a world like you know not a lot of other people can do it sure and that whole like the other side whatever they call it what do they call it do they call it the yeah crossing over yeah crossing over like that whole the fact that they make it super spooky, but then the fact that they also like f- to make it relatable to to adults. The fact that they also make it a lot like the DMV is <laughs> is really hilarious. You know, like it's just it's such a cool part of the movie. Agreed. And then the Lost Souls, the ton- the the room of the Lost Souls, like that always used to scare the shit out of me. Yeah, it's like the 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 visuals of of the movie are ridiculously effective. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 transport you to a version of this that you just you can't you can't look away from. It's it's like weirdly believable in that world. Like if you believe that this stuff can exist, if you believe that giant snakes can come out of the ground and this and that, like <laughs> and and the uh, don't even get me started on the fucking sand, sandworms. I love them. My my favorite part of the movie. Slaying worms. Like if you can believe all of that stuff, then you can believe all of the 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 other side kind of stuff too. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. I I love it. The uh, the musical that I saw is a fascinating, fascinating experiment in reconstruction of a story. Yeah. Because it is nothing like the movie. Oh really? Nothing like the movie. To give it a to give it a quick recap, the uh, the the play is about three hours long so you have an hour and a half movie you need to now expand into three hours mm-hmm. they take a lot of the um main scenes that you would know from the movie you know mm-hmm. like they, they take all those and they, they add them in but the story is very different the movie starts with lydia's mom dying which oh, you really? never hear about in the in the movie at all yeah it's her funeral is the opening like big number of the okay. movie and then like her and the deets move into a new house uh, they change everything out of it, this and that, but it, like it's, but it's different though. Beetlejuice himself is not, he's not the Michael Keaton Beetlejuice. He's a very different version, which I like quite frankly, a lot, mm-hmm. very different though. Um, like his whole thing is that like Beetlejuice, like he ha- his name has to be said three times, but by somebody who's living, not by the dead. Whereas in the movies, it was the, he's trying to get the, yeah, uh, the like, Maitlands to say sure, it. Yeah. No, in in the stage play, it has to be said by somebody from the living. So he befriends Lydia. They have like this this weird like Lydia can see everybody. So she's got this whole thing. The Maitlands exist in the attic, but they're kind of like they're giant pussies. Like they don't want anything to do with anything. Mm-hmm. They never do like, the scary face stuff. They never do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. It's just it, the the whole story is just it's different. And so that's that's kind of like I want to say that it's better. It's like kind of like the cartoon then, because in the cartoon, Beetlejuice and Lydia were the the dynamic duo. Like sure. they were they were more connected to each other. Were the Maitlands even in the cartoon? I can't remember. I don't believe so. I don't think so either. I actually don't believe so at all. Um, I think that the cartoon just picked up from where kids wanted it to be and that was it it was very accessible for for a younger audience so how was the music the the music is amazing there's the they have the the sandworms are there the whole thing's like like everything's there there's giant spoiler for should i give spoilers for the musical if anybody hasn't seen it yeah okay fine giant spoilers for the musical um you know the smoking woman in the quote dmv of the movie juno yeah juno yeah that's Beetlejuice's mom. Oh. In in this version of it. And yeah. and also the other big story is that Lydia's trying to find her mother in the musical. Okay. So she goes, she goes Oh, like wait. after her mother is crossed yeah. over. So she right actually on. goes into the other world to try to find her mom and all this. Like oh, cool. there's a whole sub story about you know her relationship with her dad and this and that. Like it's just it's just really good. It's fantastic. Cool. I cannot speak highly enough about it. Um, like I said, if it's coming towards you. Go fucking see it because it's amazing. That's cool. But um, but yeah, there's just there's so many things like even Beetlejuice too. There's there's a new movie that is constantly being talked about with all the original people involved in it. I mean, like, they've been talking about it for a while. It says, does it say it's in production yet? Oh, it's definitely not in production. It's just one of those. It's 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 one of those stories that keeps getting bounced around where everybody involved says we're interested. But nothing's been really done yet. If that, makes I mean, sense. but it's got an IMDb page. Well, and lots it says, of things have IMDb and it, pages, and it's got cover art. Well, that's and it's probably got... done by somebody not official. In fairness, we're hoping everyone's hoping that's going to happen. You know, like like the Tim Burton talks about how he is in, like we said, and everybody else is too. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see if that ever actually comes to fruition. Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. I think that uh, I think that Michael Keaton still got it. <laughs> you oh, know? for sure, like, Michael Keaton could do it for sure. Yeah, uh, I, I, and it, it'd be cool. Like, I don't know if they could. Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't know if they would bring anybody back aside from, aside from maybe Winona, Winona Ryder. I mean, um, you could bring I, Catherine maybe, O'Hara back. Yeah, maybe, maybe Catherine oh, O'Hara. That'd be cool. That's another thing about the musical. Sorry, not to get off topic here, but yeah. like the musical. The the Catherine O'Hara, um, the Delia. Uh, Delia, her character, because because the people playing it on stage are trying to channel the original actor's performance, mm-hmm. they took it a step further, and Delia is literally just Catherine O'Hara's character from Schitt's Creek, like everything <laughs> about it, like like like. Bring in the chars. They're coming over here. Like, like everything about her character in the musical is her from Schitt's Creek. I was actually one thousand percent. I was actually gonna say like it's it's funny. I was rewatching this and and I I love Schitt's Creek. I love her character in Schitt's Creek. And I'm rewatching Beetlejuice and I'm like, this is really just like how much of her, how much of Delia did she take to Schitt's Creek? You know what I mean? Sure. Like because it's. They're kind of the exact same character, just until with, you see just it with live, a few, and then you just realize with a how few more years and a bunch <laughs> more bottles of champagne in her. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's pretty. It's pretty amazing, though. Um, yeah. I, besides all the stuff we've already talked about, anything else I would recommend 
if you're into the whole Beetlejuice fandom or you want to get like you want to read or 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 just know everything about it, I would recommend reading the original draft of Beetlejuice because it's a very different script. It? So it's it's a lot darker. A lot of people that read it say they oh it's a it's a straight up fucking horror movie and Beetlejuice is a rapist and all this and blah, blah 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 blah. Like yes, there's 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 tones of all that in there. I feel like people blow it out of proportion a little bit. Yes, it's definitely more of a horror movie. Like Beetlejuice is described as a winged demon. And when he is uh, in human form, he's this very suave Middle Eastern man. Like that's the original Beetlejuice really? in the original script. Yeah. Huh. Um, and he definitely takes a shine to a young uh, Lydia and wants to definitely bet her. Oh. It never gets, it never. She's like 12. <laughs> yeah. Well, it never, well, she has a little sister in the mo- in the original script too. Oh, really? A whole different character. It's the same, but different. Like I've, I've read it. Um, it, It's definitely compelling and it's a fun read. Um, the whole like rape scene, it's, I feel like people blow that out of proportion a little bit. Like, like Beetlejuice is a horn dog throughout the entire, even the movie we got. Right. Yeah. So in, in the original script, it's definitely much more of a sinister horn dog. I'll give it that, but there's never, there's nothing like graphic in it or anything like that. He just tries to corner her in a room, I think at one point in time. Yeah. And like, and there's lots of innuendo, but it never goes further than that. So, so yes, that. The idea is definitely there, but I feel like some people blow it out of proportion a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my opinion. But uh, well, I read mean, it, judge for yourself. You also have to keep in mind that he's a villain, you know? Like, well, like everybody thinks of Beetlejuice and they think, oh, he's this funny. Like, people kind of love Beetlejuice, but he is a villain. Yeah. Like, he's the main villain in the movie. Yeah, he's kind of supposed to be a bad guy. You know? You know so... And, and it's more... It's definitely more he's supernatural. Funny doesn't, it's more... Just because yeah. he's funny doesn't make him a good guy. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot more layers to the original script. I So I definitely... Uh, if you're interested in it, definitely go seek that out. Uh, that's everywhere online. You can also find um, Beetlejuice Ghost Hawaiian everywhere online. Uh, the only one that you cannot find, like I said earlier, it's my white whale, is Beetlejuice and Love. Uh, if I find it, I'll share it. But you're, wor- you're working on it, right? I'm working on it. I'm yeah. trying to, trying to at least. But um, anyway, though, yeah, like that's that's Beetlejuice. Like there's there's a whole line of um, a whole lineage that Beetlejuice goes through. There's tons of stuff to learn about it. Tons of stuff to just to sink your teeth into. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. We don't need to tell you that Beetlejuice is awesome. He's yeah, great. Yeah, if you haven't seen it... He's the ghost. Uh, with the most. Yeah, baby. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you, you're you more than likely living on Saturn. Yep. Amongst the worms. Yep. Um, and if you have seen it, you love it, more than likely. Yeah. I mean, if you, I don't, mean, if you don't, you're if you not don't, human. Yeah, if you don't, you know, you know yeah. where to go. You know to where to gefilte go. Gefilte fish yeah, land. Gefilte fish land. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Hey, eh, Mike? That's it. All right, cool. Well, uh, I think it's time for some fucking slay-offs. Round three. Final Fortnite. Let's do this. All right, welcome to the slayoffs, James. This is exciting. Yeah, you ready to get your fucking face slayed off? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is exciting because tonight we are crowning our final four. 
we're doing this at the beginning of the show again, like last week, and Mike wasn't ready for my energy. Way to way to give. We said it to, last week. Way to give. Yeah, but people forgot. Peek behind the curtain. God damn it, James. Never mind the man behind the curtain. It's because we get too drunk if we do it at the end. <laughs> And then we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, here's guys that have been doing this for a long time. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, though, like I said, Slayoffs, Final Four. Yeah, Let's dude. get into it. Uh, hold on. we got to turn this off real quick. Mute. Okay. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. We are on round three with our returning champion making it through round two, part one, and into the first battle of round three. Of course, we're talking about Psycho Gorman. Hell yeah. The gore man. Before we get to... <laughs> Before we get to the challenger, can you put Reaper up on that screen? Oh shit, yeah. It makes me anxious when it's not up there. Oh yeah. I like to see the the progress. Yeah, yeah. It makes me uh, makes me anxious. Is it keeping your uh, slightly yeah. moist? I was gonna say. Oh god. I was gonna say, is it keeping your pussy popped? Um, okay. <laughs> I just love that time. Pop All right, pussy. Okay. So we got uh, Psycho Gorman mm. versus Possessed. Dave Grohl. Okay, so man. we got we got alien creature, mythic alien creature against like dark ones possessed musician. Right. Um, go. Okay. Go. So first of all, before anything else, home uh, home turf. Home turf advantage. So here. What have I? I got one right here. So we always we always say with Psycho Gorman it's it's the warehouse, right? The warehouse, yeah. Okay. Where he's enslaved. And with Dave Grohl it would be the mansion. Correct. Where uh, where they recorded. Correct. Studio six six six, if you will. All right, so heads, Gorman, tails, Grohl. It's Grohl. It's Grohl. Okay, so here's Now location doesn't affect Psycho Gorman too too much. No, because the I wouldn't say. No, location doesn't because Psycho Gorman and Dave Grohl both, here's the thing. They're they're both all about like having possession of a certain something, right? For Dave Grohl, it's the song, right? Right? Isn't that how he was defeated? They like destroyed the song or something like that. Isn't uh, that what it was? Well, he wasn't defeated. He was still possessed at the end of the movie. Well, okay, okay, nitpicky, but yes, okay. It's not nitpicky. But that's the how demons you, but, won. But that's how you would have gotten rid of him, though, right? It was destroying yeah, the, uh, th- yeah, right. the the song. I think so. And then for Psycho Gorman, it's holding on to the jewel. Right. So whoever gets uh, gets that. In terms of in terms of, of an actual fight, I don't know. You, you got you got two different, two completely different styles of fighting coming at each other, and I don't know how they would match up. Um, My just first instincts, and then we can discuss from there. First instincts, I go. I I tend to I tend to think of demons as being more powerful than aliens. Sure. So, like my my gut is telling me that possessed Dave Grohl would take it. Well, um, let's break that down. Let's yeah. break that down. Possessed Dave Grohl, what he was really good at doing was getting people to do what he wanted them to do right. and then take them out. Right. So could Possessed Dave Grohl, because we all know that Dave Grohl's got a shit ton of charisma, right? Oh, yeah. Could could Possessed Dave Grohl be like the hunky man for Psycho Gorman? The hunky like, boy? Like, could he be the hunky boy? Like, could he be the one that is sort of endearing to Psycho Gorman? And like, and then get him when you least expect it. You know, I don't know. I mean, I first of all, yes, I think so. Because who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't love Dave Grohl? And if you tell me that you don't, I know you're lying to me. True. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I've never heard anybody say that they don't like Dave Grohl and believe them. Yeah. 
It's like saying I'm you like, don't. Okay, all right, yeah. It's like saying just... you don't like Mister Rogers. Right. Exactly. Come on. Yeah. People say it, but they're just they're being. It's like it's like people who people who purposely say that they don't like. Um, um, I can't think of a good example right now, but you know, like the 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 natural contrarian online who's just like, oh yeah, I hate what everyone loves, sure, because I'm an asshole. You don't actually hate Dave Grohl, even it's if a you look say at, you do. It's a look at me moment. It, exactly, and uh, Psycho Gorman wouldn't be able to resist his charms either. I don't, I don't think. So. I don't think if he if he's if he is smitten with a little magazine, I feel like you. There's no way that he wouldn't like Dave Grohl, and I feel like. Dave Grohl might actually be able to to get his hands on his jewels, and and control them. That's what I. That's another thing I was gonna say is, Dave. Like this isn't a fight. This is not a fight of brute force. I don't think. No, I, I think it's definitely like a battle of um, who's more cunning, wits and will, and and also yeah, like who can kind of outsmart the other because Psycho Gorman is pretty all powerful when he has the jewel. Mm-hmm. Dave Grohl is pretty all powerful when he's full on possessed mm-hmm. by the devil or the demons or whatever it was. Yep. Um but I don't like <laughs> what is what is Dave Grohl's what is Dave Grohl's weakness? Like Psycho Gorman if he loses the jewel then it's all over for him. What's Dave Grohl's weakness? What can he what gets, can Psycho Gorman exploit to try and defeat him? He gets him? frustrated. He gets frustrated when you don't do what he wants like that's but that's all just but that's all just i'm saying like is there is there one specific thing that if if psycho gorman manages manages to like take away an element of what dave Grohl has suddenly he's powerless i really don't think so short of short of like a full-on exorcism there's nothing he can really do I feel like non-possessed Dave Grohl could probably still befriend Psycho Gorman. Oh, he could befriend him, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I do you know I, what I'm do you know what I'm saying though. I don't really see like a I don't really see a like a, a chink in the armor of of possessed Dave Grohl uh, when it comes to this battle. Like like Psycho Gorman has got the jewel, which is a huge kind of flaw in his defense. Yeah, because the jewel can be taken away. Definitely. I don't think there's anything you can take away from Dave Grohl to make him not powerful if he's still possessed, short of performing an exorcism, which I don't think Psycho Gorman could do. So I, then, I don't so then it comes you. down to, like I said, a battle of will and wits and strength and power. Yeah. And I think in that way, personally, I think Dave Grohl's got it. I, I do too. I think that if Psycho Gorman can be bested by a 12, 13-year-old girl... Dave Grohl's will and wit could uh, could do the same thing. She was sassy. She was sa- Dave Grohl can be pretty sassy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so are we are we actually going with Grohl on this? I think so. Wow. Okay. Wow. So the king you has feel, been dethroned. You feel comfortable with that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. The king has been dethroned. We are going to hear about this from <laughs> Josh Utner. <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't beat him because he's an alien. And blah, blah, blah. Screw off, Josh. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I still go back to when it comes down to the when it comes down to like what's at the core, yeah. alien versus demon. I think, yeah, no, Espe- I agree. Especially since, especially since demons in 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 our understanding of them here on Earth, that's a totally foreign thing to an alien. That is true. Well, you know I mean, what I you know what there... I mean because they don't 
they like who knows if aliens have any sort of religion understanding of uh, understanding of like the I feel like I feel like religion is a very primitive concept and I feel like aliens would not have that anymore like they're they've advanced beyond it yeah they've they figured it out and they know what's beyond what like the gods that we believe in right they, they know beyond that right so and if he's like a if he's like a 50th generation a- alien the idea of demons is something completely foreign to him sure. so I, I feel like he'd be caught off guard it's like trying to figure out the pyramids right you're so far beyond it you can't figure it out side note i saw a video of a guy climbing the great pyramid like he definitely wasn't supposed to but he just decided fuck it i'm going to to die in egypt and he just (laughs) he just sprint like sprinted to the top of it almost and he he made it up relatively fast and i was pretty impressed we should look up the video because it's kind of impressive okay yeah um let's see all right moving on to fight two of round three the Northman. The Northman. Sexy boy. Speaking of sexy boys. Ooh, sexy boy. Uh, versus the Wendigo. I feel as though this is a much more fair fight than Knox versus the Wendigo that we had uh, two weeks ago. Uh, well, <laughs> give Johnny Gel his due. Uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so I feel like the... Uh, so the Wendigo obviously is a mythological beast. It is a folktale beast or whatever. But considering that we think it's real... Yeah. Up against the Northman, who is of legend himself, mm-hmm. sort of, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's get some home turf advantage here. Okay. And because I feel like that might, well, I guess they're both sort of in the woods. I'm not quite sure if this is going to be. I would say for the Northman, it would be Valhalla. Yeah. Okay. Right? So that's not the woods, but yeah. Okay. That's what we said last week. So, or yep. two weeks ago. So, Northman, heads, Valhalla, Wendigo, tails. Correct. The woods. It's the woods. It's the woods. Okay, I thought the Northmen would definitely fare well in the woods too. That's yeah. not. Uh, that's not something that would be. Um, well, yeah, that's still his turn. Not. Yeah, not. Valhalla is just where he needed to go for his final battle. But like, the woods are his. I would say are part of his. His uh, domain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so you have basically big hulking beast monster thing. Does the Wendigo have any special powers? Or is it just big and hulking? Just brute strength. That's I think. it. Um, yeah, I. It, it, at least the Wendigo, the version of the Wendigo from Antlers. Sure, which is the one that we're going with. Seems to be just simply brute strength. Okay. So the Northman, uh, we've been calling him the Northman. His name's actually uh, Amleth. Uh, you know, Alexander Skarsgård's character. So um, sexy. So Amleth is the thing is with him is he's he's like the warrior right like he's he's like uh what's his uh what was his name gerard butler in 300 like he was like the fucking bee's knees leonidas yeah leonidas like he's just his his superpower maybe i haven't seen 300 forever but like his superpower is just that he is a fucking good warrior like he's strategic he knows how to fight he knows how to set a trap he knows how to like and do all of that and an absolute unit complete yeah but eunuch uh, I don't know about that, <laughs> but he, no, because I don't he, think so. Because no. I'm pretty sure he bags uh, what's her name at the end. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Fucking uh, Arnold Taylor Joy. Yeah, um, um, and his mother. I think doesn't he bag his mother in that movie too? No, he kills her though. No, he kisses her though. Oh, she kisses him. She kisses him, and then he tramp. kills her. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. 
quality family entertainment here. <laughs> um, okay, so what it comes down to is you have, is Amleth, the Northman, smart enough to outsmart and hunt the Wendigo? I don't think that the Wendigo is like hyper intelligent. I think it, I think it acts on uh, animal instinct, but then also with a healthy dose of human, uh, human instinct thrown sure. in there because sure. it is human, part human. I feel like the I feel like the Wendigo <clears throat> just does what the Wendigo does because it, it's not up against anything that can really fight back either. Right. You know, like it's. It, it's kind of in. It's it's kind of stuck in motion, just doing what it does because it's never had pushback. Well, and if we're ever. going, so if we're going based off of the the Wendigo from Antlers, which we are, it was taken out by Carrie Russell. <laughs> hey, Felicity had a plan. I know. Okay? <laughs> I know, and I respect her for that plan. But nonetheless, it was Carrie Russell. <laughs> and 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 all she had to do was cut out its heart. Like that's Yeah, I feel like and and Amleth, especially with that, like if if they met up in the dead of night, especially when he's got that sword that he got from the, the oh, dead yeah. from the the Draugr or whatever yep, it yep. was. Like Was that from Bjork? What? The 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 Draugr? No, the, what was the Draugr? The Draugr was the uh it was that king. Who was uh, who was buried? Oh under, yes, yes, he, yes, like, yes. He basically had to go into the tomb of this king and steal the sword, and the sword could only be drawn at night. You remember? Yep, yep. I do remember. Um, would have been better if he would have taken it from the uh, stub nosed guy, <laughs> <laughs> Fiener the nose snub or stub. Oh, dude. Oh man, remember when he pushes that sword just straight through that guy's yep. stub nose? Yep. Fuck. <laughs> um, I'm I'm leaning toward. Amleth. On I this am one. too. No, I am too. Because I, I he's, think it's, he's it's an down inc- to hunting. He's an incredible warrior, and I think that uh, even with the even with the speed and the the uh, ver- veros- veracity ferocity veracity which which one of these words am I looking for? Um, um, I don't know. Ferocity of the Wendigo. I think he's, I think he's smart. He's fast. He's strong. He's good with a blade. He's just and much more all he formidable. Really, all he really needs to take out this thing is to cut out his heart, which I feel like he could do in uh, like five seconds. Yeah. So. Well, not even five seconds. He he could do it once he had a plan. That's what he does. He is a like we keep saying it. He's a hunter. He's right. a planner. <clears throat> he 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 does not go into a fight without knowing exactly what he's going to do. Yeah. Plus, he has magic people on his side too, and the Wendigo is kind of magic. So there's there's some stuff there. Sure. So there you go. Yeah. All right. So the Northman beats the Wendigo. Yeah. That's um, that's interesting. <laughs> I okay. <laughs> These are not going the way that I thought they were going to go. To be honest. Um. Now we get into some more fun ones here. Uh, fight three of round three, old man Leatherface. Versus Freddy Krueger, two fucking titans going up against each other. Home turf advantage. This plays big. Home turf. Okay. Uh, I've lost. So I flipped two remotes and lost them both. Okay. Oh, here's one. Here's one. All right. Uh, so we can't afford quarters, so we flip uh, remotes. <laughs> the Dream World heads. Uh, Dream World would be tails. Why? Because he's on the bottom of our oh, well, whatever thing. nitpicky. <laughs> okay, so Dream World Tales, and for Old Man Leatherface, the town. The town. Yep. Okay. Mm, excuse me. What's the town? The town. It's gonna be the town. It is the town. 
Oh, well, oh, well. <laughs> that's that's the real world. I was thinking, I was already thinking about this. Like, if it would have been the dream world, what do you think Leatherface dreams about? Murder. <laughs> like, he'd be pretty formidable even in Dreamland, I feel like. I don't think so, because I keep, I keep going back to this. Like, I don't think Leatherface necessarily, at least if you're taking, like, I'm going back to original original leatherface uh and then like i don't like in the sequels it might be a little bit different but like to me leatherface is it's more like he's he's protecting his family and protecting sure. protecting his land sure. and especially this old man version of leatherface like he He's, he's laid he's, low for all these he's years. He's laid low for... It's not like he's out stalking the countryside for new people to kill. Like, he just wants to be left alone. And he happens to kill people whenever they come stomping around in his turf. And he yeah. wasn't, like... When those when those new hipster kids came into town, he wasn't planning to kill them. He probably should have. He only... Well, yeah. <laughs> and he did. And, and God bless him for that. But, like, he, he didn't even start killing anybody until they killed his mother yeah it's true you know what i mean and then that then hell bent on revenge there so I yeah you're right you're so right. i don't i don't think like i don't think him dreaming about murder is necessary. Well, like i don't think that's what he dreams about given I think the he, fact that freddy krueger is a child killer yeah he'd probably go after the young ones in the leatherface family right he'd go after him for that he's protecting sure yeah. i mean i'm just saying hypothetically speaking he would go after him for that yeah. if he did anything in his family i, I don't think that you could possibly ever uh stop Leatherface from coming at you even if he was 90 years old I don't think you could stop him yeah so being that it's in the real world this isn't uh it's not a very fair fight yeah it's not too I mean like I I think it would play out like uh like Freddy versus Jason honestly when 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 Freddy gets pulled into the real world I think I think it would be an epic fight I think Freddy Krueger would be able to outsmart him a little bit because Leatherface isn't a smart guy right I think he'd definitely hold his own yeah, if, you know, being that uh, Freddy Krueger would have to get close enough to him to hit him with bare his his quote bare hand, you know, essentially with his glove. Right, it's all he's got really to fight back with. Well, he's he's pretty good at using his environment too. Like if you think about Freddy versus Jason, the fight that they the had, pipes and all yeah, that, the pipes, yeah. the rebar, uh, you know, all all that did, like fire stuff like that. Sure, sure. I think that he's a smart fighter, but if you think about it, still like. Jason Jason is basically a, a a grown child, you know, like he's he's he's, he's and, he, and it's still a fight. Right. Leatherface has years of experience of yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Leatherface might not be the most the most cunning, the most intelligent uh you know, person in the world, but like I I think that he would still yeah, I think that he would still be able to best Freddy in the real world. I completely if agree. If it was in the dream world, then I don't think anybody like I don't think anybody could really beat Freddy Krueger in the dream world. Well, that's why we have Except for except for maybe like, I don't know, if we did if we did uh you know, if he was up against Morpheus from Sandman or something like They're that. They're going to say you know I mean? The Matrix. Like, there's a fight. <laughs> Morpheus. Um, okay, so old man Leatherface then moving on. Fuck you, Freddy. Okay. <laughs> One more fight for round three, and that is The Nun womp, womp, versus yeah. The Predator version one. Okay. All right. <laughs> how can we make The Predator win? Yeah, no shit. I, 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 I'm not trying to be one-sided here. But this fucking nun cannot go all the way. All right, so nun, 
the church, mon- the monastery. Yep, predator would be the woods. Here we go. What do we got? The woods. Oh, okay. So, so the, so the nuns got to come out of the uh, church. Yeah, I it's do not feel hollowed ground anymore. But she's been outside of the she's been outside of the church before, and it hasn't affected her too much. <laughs> That's true. Well, I don't know though, because a lot of what she does outside of the church is it's mostly like glamours and stuff like that. It's mostly like making people see things, like seeing. What? Can a demon glamour an alien? Is that a thing that can happen? I don't know. Can aliens be possessed? Is it, is it the same kind of because because demons exist in demons exist in the the folklore of humans, right? So humans have always been their prey. All right. So. Outside of like angelic stuff, but like okay, hold on, I got bad news here. Okay. Go back to our first fight of the night. Okay. Psycho Gorman versus possessed <sighs> Dave Grohl. That's true. We pretty definitively said that demons have an upper hand on aliens. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> but Dave Grohl was still human, though he was a possessed human. You could still kill him. Yeah, so that would mean that would make make the nun even more powerful because she's not human. But the predator would kill Psycho Gorman for sure. You think so? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, probably. For sure. Yeah. He's got he's got brute strength and the hunting prowess. That's he's true. He's smart. Yeah. So that's the thing. The Predator, being smart as he is, could he avoid the nun and then like find where the nun's from and burn the church down? <laughs> I don't like how do you how do you defeat how do you defeat the nun? What's we haven't seen that yet. <sighs> no. Um Well, I mean like again it's the only the only people thus far that we've seen take care of the nun have been Ed and Lorraine Warren, mm-hmm. and it's because they had a working knowledge of demonology and they were able to do you know like sort of an exorcism type production. So like, I don't know. Like, but I'm, again, I'm, with I'm... A, like aliens, like it, would he even have an idea of what a demon is? You know. So the only way to get the nun to retreat or die is to get the person that it the nun is possessing, right? No, the nun the nun itself is an entity that it's a it's a it's a pretty powerful but the, entity but the on nun its is, own. But, but the nun itself though can't do anything without possessing somebody. Can it? I don't think so because at the end of the nun, didn't she? Didn't the person who was possessed have to jump out a window and kill herself to get the nun to stop possessing her? No, that was at the beginning of the movie. And it was okay. Yeah, she she jumped out the window. So oh you know yeah, what because I, when they come, because when they walk up to the church, that's where they she jumped out of it, and that's what they're investigating. Right. Oh, so okay. so what okay. I'm what I'm thinking of now is, do you remember how they killed the nun at the end of the movie? Something with an amulet, right? So it was a it was like an amulet that was filled with Jesus's blood. Oh, so we just gotta get Christ up in this bitch. And Frenchie <laughs> Frenchie spat it in her face. Remember. Okay. It's 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 vaguely and, coming back to me. And then, yeah. but then it turned out. At, Sorry, I don't remember all the details about the fucking nun. <laughs> but then it turned out at the end of the movie that Frenchie was still possessed anyway. So yes, even well, it wasn't Frenchie that spat it at her. Yeah, it was no, because it was a it was a woman. She was in the lake and she put the amulet in her mouth and like crunched down on it. 
Oh, was it? Uh... Yeah, it was. It was. A, it was the woman. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's all. It's it's starting to come back to me. Yeah. Her. So the nun was strangling Frenchie, and at that point in time, uh, possessed him. Well, yeah, but that then, wasn't. But, and... but 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 it wasn't Frenchie that. No, it was. Yeah. Uh, what's her face? Um. Doesn't matter. Like, the, yeah. the other, the other nun, the other Farmiga, the Vera, the other Farmiga, Vera Farmiga. What the what the hell's her name? The, um, young, the young Farmiga, Sister Farmiga. Far, 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 she was a nun, so Sister Farmiga. Yes, <laughs> um, you know what I'm talking about. Though. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So the only way to kill Valak is with the blood of Christ. Is it possible that and, the and predator? I'm not talk, and I'm not talking about the Pinot Gris at the <laughs> on it, Sundays. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the actual blood of Christ. Is it possible that the spear that pierced Christ's side was that of a spear of the predator? I would <laughs> I would say no. Because the just predator like, is pretty biblical. Just saying. The predator the predator is a is a religious like I feel like the predator is a religious being, sort of. Okay. In the cause he's always building those little those little, uh, um, what would you call it? Like an altar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. There's like a certain. There's a certain. There's a certain religious a a- aspect yeah. to that. You know what yeah. I mean? But no, I <sighs> think that I think the only with the only way to really kill Valak being the literal blood of Christ. I don't think that the predator really stands. See, a chance this is here. how Moose could have beaten the nun. He could have bought like an amulet a, of Jesus's blood off of eBay because he's a fanboy. Fanboy, yeah. And he could have beaten the nun. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, um. Yeah, but I think unfortunately the nun's got this one. God. Blessed. <laughs> I'm so mad. Yeah, yeah. I'm so mad. This is this is gonna we we always had this is like this is like uh, the first year when we had um. The demon from paranormal activity. Kind of, yeah. Like, All right, next year, no demons. We said that, la- or at we least said that no, last at year, At least too. no possession version of demons. Like, if it's a physical demon that fights, that's fine. Sure. But. Okay. Yeah, none's got it, though. And that's it for this week, yeah? That's it. Uh, right. We uh, We have our final four. Your final four are Possessed Dave Grohl, The Northman. <laughs> the Northman. Old man Leatherface and hold on, hold on. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. You know, it's like I know. Happy. I know you hate it, but despite the fact that the movie sucked, the Valak is a very powerful being. Yeah, I know. You know, I just don't want to like admit you can't, it, James. You can't really, you can't really ignore that. So I just don't want to admit it. All right, that's it for the slayoffs, baby. And uh, that's going to be it for the episode. So, James. Yes, Michael. Where can people find you? Well, if you'd like to find us before next week, and you want to tell us that we're wrong about the slayoffs, yep. you, you want to tell us that we're wrong about Beetlejuice. Yep. You want to tell us that we're wrong about everything. Our lives. Well, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. Or on the Twitter machine at the Buzzed Kill PC. Uh, you can also find us on major streaming sites. Clearly, you've already found us. Um, if you're going to be complaining about that much, tell your therapist about us. Yeah. It's like, hey, there's, there's these guys. I listen to them. I like them, but they make me feel like shit. Yeah. 
mission and, accomplished. And they'll most likely tell you that your feelings toward us stem back to you being sexually attracted to your mother for some reason. No, that's that's completely true. Yeah, so yeah, we we ooze mother tensions. <laughs> that's just what we do. Motherfucker. All right. Well, <laughs> so we'll see you next week, Michael. James. Have a good night, my love man. Yes, sir. Love you, brother. Cheers. Cheers. See you.